You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show where uh, the where we record a podcast in between WrestleMania nights. Uh, why do we do that? Don't know. Can't can't answer. Can't answer that riddle. Uh, but I can tell you that we're here. Uh, we're talking about, of course, a bunch of crap that happened in the past week. I'm your host Ryan Nightsey, uh, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the the coldest man in the known universe, apparently uh scotty edwards scotty how you doing that that's how you get the that's how you get the press passes a bunch of crap in the past week that'll really <laughs> get everyone excited to have you uh i don't think it was all crap i, I think there was a lot of good stuff i feel but, like that i feel like i mean crap lovingly which uh i don't think that will work on the uh in court i don't think that's not work. gonna work for me brother but hello everyone <laughs> i am tired i've watched more wrestling in the past week than i think i did in the month prior um and that's not to say i didn't watch a lot of wrestling it's just been a lot of wrestling but i'm here i'm ready to talk about most of it i'm ready to praise some of it complain about some of it and uh contently move on from others yeah i, I think they're overall this has been a a, a a week this has been a week of wrestling hasn't it you know there's it's been, been it's been a week of wrestling it sure has <laughs> there's been ups there have been super high highs, I feel like. Just like Joey Janelle is a wrestler of all time. There's been super high highs. There's been a, a, a lot of lows. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, how do you feel about so far, I guess since we're, I don't know, 75% of the way done through the WrestleMania weekend, how do you feeling? I, do you feel like this this whole experience this year was worth it? Do you think that uh, everyone delivered in spades? Do you think that the people that we expected delivered delivered, and the people that didn't didn't? What, what do you? What are we, how are we feeling about? It? What's what's your what's your sort of uh, eval uh, of this sort of uh, WrestleMania weekend twenty twenty three? You know, That's I not think, a good sign. <laughs> I think uh, it's like fifty fifty. Like fifty of my expected people to deliver delivered, and then the other half. It didn't, which I'll get to as we go along. Um, There's a show that happened that I didn't walk away from, like, all that jazzed about that I was looking forward to. There was a show that I was looking forward to that I thought lived up to the hype. Um, And then there was, you know, the big, uh, the big Shibuya of it all last night, which I definitely, which seeing that I was more excited for night two, I will say that they did better than I expected. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised of how good it was. Yeah. It was a a pleasant show. I think a lot of people walked away from it and, you know, some people go a little over the top with it, but I mean, it, the first night of WrestleMania has become like the better night every year. So it's not that shocking. Like it was the better night last year. Yeah. Debatably the better night the year before. Um, and we're not talking about uh, COVID, COVID mania. So yeah. exact, um, I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's been a good week. I think that's my best way to sum it up. It's been a good yeah. week, not a great week. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Totally been solidly good. Uh, a classic three star, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know how it compares to last week. I feel like last week, I mean, last week's like Supercard of Honor had like the highest of highs for me. Like that was my match of the year coming out of that show. And this year, I haven't, you know, I'm not, I haven't slot the fiver on anything, but uh, I've gotten close a couple times, and there's been a lot of great matches. There's been a lot of piss poor quality stuff out there, and we'll get to it all. Uh, I didn't expect of, well, not a five star match. We're not I talking, want to say we're not talking talking circle six, so we're not going to get to all of the piss poor quality stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, that's that's not even piss poor. That's like <laughs> not wrestling beneath the surface. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrestling. I feel bad for some of them. Yeah, no, not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, but what were you going to say? Uh, I don't know. He's lost the thread. <laughs> Let's talk about it. We got a, a big old show of reviews today, uh, and we'll get to WrestleMania Night Two and the whatever matches we missed. We'll talk about Stardom and all that stuff next Friday, uh, this upcoming Friday, I should Stardom. say. Stardom had themselves a busy ass weekend. Yeah, they did. B- bold move, bold move. Because I don't know how many people they did it last year too. They had, yeah, they had. I think the Cinderella opened this weekend last year because i remember watching that sounds it. right that sounds right but Which yeah bold move to do it do it during this weekend i don't know how many american fans tune in but i mean well zero because none of it was live so it doesn't matter <laughs> fair enough uh <laughs> got me there um but uh yeah so we'll be talking all about that stuff anything that we like you know night two and anything we didn't talk about this from this weekend that we plan on watching and then all that like review preview stuff sakura genesis stardom that's all going to be happening this Friday. We're not going to be recording on Easter Sunday. It's Easter Sunday, so it's a uh, holy day, folks. Come on. Scotty's got church, nine a.m. church mass in the morning. That's uh, not true. Uh, and also, uh, Jesse's uh, Irish Polish Catholic parents are it's coming out al- of town. It's so almost always you. So don't even put it on me. Yeah, but that's true. I, <laughs> it's I, Easter. I, folks. I, I've been I've been asked that uh, due to my uh, sometimes profanity while recording this podcast that it might be a bad look for me to record. Profanity uh, <laughs> during us. <laughs> It might be a bad idea for me to record while my soon-to-be parent-in-laws will be in my house. So yeah, I you think, know. Yeah, yeah, you know, might might have a point. I don't. Might. I don't think. I don't think it'd be a good look for me to be like, "Yo, fuck Circle Six out loud in front of my <laughs> parent-in-laws." Um, but we'll we'll talk about it, I guess. But this week, uh, we're just doing a reviewing of everything, pretty much that we were able to see, and we're gonna kick off with the showcase of the immortals. Or at least one night of the showcase of Immortals, WrestleMania Night One. What better way to kick things off off than WrestleMania Night One? And you already sort of talked about it, Scotty. But uh, I totally pleasantly surprised. the The Night One card didn't look all that special to me. Didn't look all that great to yeah. me. But I think it ended up, you know, every match ended up delivering for what it. I'll say every advertised match did, ended up delivering. Did they stand and deliver? Um. This show did have NXT qualities to them in the sense that, uh, uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, this show I think was pleasantly surprisingly good. I had a good time and a fun time. It had a great, uh, ending, a great, happy, warm ending to end night one of WrestleMania. Um, a lot of baby. Oh, get a clue, buddy. A lot of, <laughs> a 
<laughs> a lot of baby f- faces winning tonight. Um, what did you think of WrestleMania Night One overall? Thought it was great. It was up there with the other WrestleMania Night Ones in that it was exceeded all expectations. Um, you know, there's always going to be a few bumps in the road, right? No WrestleMania show can be perfect because you got a lot of matches that get a lot of things on the card. Um, but, but. If I was to tell you and look at the card, out of all the announced matches, really, if there were only, like, two dud-type things, and not even duds, that's a little extreme, um, for one of them at least, you had a good night, um, like you said. Uh, I think I think more things over-delivered than things under-delivered, if that makes sense. Totally agree. 100% agree to that sentiment. It felt like WrestleMania, by the way. I want to. I want to point that out. I want to be very clear about that. Like with no world title match, you know, it it, it can be different. And I know the women's world title is on the line. Let me let me rephrase. With no world title main event, which we are used to by now, you always have to you have to step up your game everywhere else. And I think that they did. Um, I mean, if we're going to talk about the pageantry and the and the spectacle of it all. They nailed it once again. Uh, one thing that WWE never fails is to nail that aspect. You know, the big movie theater stage, um, some great entrances, just a big feel to it. And I don't know about you, but I always love when it's like daylight when WrestleMania starts. I do there's too. Just, I do too. There's just something I love about it. Um, maybe it makes me less tired, but by the end of these shows, I'm tired, so like, Maybe it helps. I don't know. But uh, it was a really, really good show. Uh, WWE's best of the year, I'll even say, by a good amount, I think. Oh, yeah. I think this is, uh, to me, easily the the show of the year so far. Uh, Which it should be, WWE, yes. by the way. It should be. It should. There, <laughs> there should be no doubt in when we say, you know, year, show of the year for WWE. But yeah, no, so, so far so good uh, for night one going into night two. Um, let's let's talk about these matches individually. We'll start off, of course, yeah. as we uh, always open up WrestleMania with, of course, America the Beautiful. Uh, let's write the let's just go into rating performance. By Becky G. By Becky G. My, my girl, Becky G. Um, but we get to the first match, which is Austin Theory versus John Cena. This was obviously announced prior uh, for the United States title. Um, of course, Austin Theory defeated John Cena. I don't feel like this was a surprise to most. Uh, John Cena is 45 and probably has a movie he's filming in a couple days. Uh, so, of course, he's uh, he's curtain jerking at the top of the card here. Um, and uh, yeah, and Austin Theory wins. Uh, I thought this was a very solid, simple story. You know, you just back and forth. John Cena is probably slightly out of shape in the sense that he's not in wrestling ring shape. So he needs a lot of time to take a breather because Austin Theory totally taunted his way throughout this match. But, uh, you know, it ended up doing a lot of simple stuff. John Cena accidentally hits the referee. Austin Theory does the low blow. He does his finisher and gets the win that way. So um, so uh, it sucks to have all the Make-A-Wish kids uh, see their hero John Cena lose. But uh, at least we're pushing off into the future that is Austin Theory, I guess. But the stunk. Thought this, <laughs> wow. The John <laughs> Cena stan himself thought it stunk. 
I think Cena did maybe two moves. <laughs> uh, that might be true. I saw a suplex in there. I know. I know. He did oh yeah, he hit that too. So he hit three. Um, unfortunately, this was like this way. This match had two ways. I thought going like somehow Cena was going to be good to go and wrestle full on match, or he was just going to get his ass kicked, hit a few things, get the big crowd pop that he's even there, and we'll bring it home. And that's the one we got. Um, it was fine but at the same time like yeah sure austin theory beat john cena but he needed a low blow and a ref distraction oh yeah he needed the old he needed the old nxt as you yeah. talked about earlier he needed the old nxt uh ref bump and i was like they couldn't fucking help themselves could they it took one whole match they protected john cena in the year 2023 listen I would if you if Cena was coming back to wrestle, you know, with in this year at all, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But he's not, folks. It's not happened. Maybe SummerSlam if the claims are correct. But if he's gonna go half-assed in there and just get his ass beat for ten minutes and then call it a day, is it even worth it? Yeah. All right. For WWE, it is worth it. But is it worth it for me? Not necessarily. It's worth it for them because John Cena on your card. I understand that. Uh, but good for Austin Theory, I guess. Nothing this guy wows me, but he's uh, he's still a solid in-ring wrestler. He's not bad. Yep. He's just not um exceptional or anything. And his finisher stinks. Yeah, he hasn't found the thing that uh that will that will get him there. He has needs to shave his beard. He needs to shave really his beard, bad. dress up like vanilla ice at a Halloween party and start rapping. Uh and and that will get him there. Uh that will mm-hmm. get him there. I no, I I, I see what you had point. I like the match. I, I thought it was a, it was, how do I say? You didn't even kick out of an AA, man. It was a super simple story that totally went out there to protect John Cena. I think oh, what yeah. they did was a good job at doing that, that thing. But it was like, John Cena is being protected, which at this point he doesn't need to be. Come on, guys. I understand who John Cena is, but he does not need to no. be protected like that. We the we need to be putting all of our Austin Theory. I think this is the level of the W the level. It's kind of where WWE is at in terms of properly putting over someone, which is getting a, a low blow victory as a heel, and and that's it. It's not he's a definitive victory over John Cena. There will always be that asterisk of oh, will happen from a low blow. Um, yeah. He's still able to hit his finisher after that, but still, uh, it, it's it's pick out of one thing. He didn't do that either. No, no. If he kicked out of the AA and defeated him definitively, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Or maybe kick out of the lightning fist. I don't care. That would have been perfect. (laughs) You know, that would have been a great put over for Austin Theory. But that being said, I think how this story was done and this protection of John Cena to to make it seem like Austin Theory is getting a push I think I don't know. I feel like the guy in the back of the headset on in Gorilla really would have liked this. Really would have liked this match. You know who Austin Theory is? He's not young John Cena. No, he's not. He's young, he's young Randy Orton. Interesting. I mean, he's a safe worker. Yeah. Right. He's a safe worker. That's why you put him in there with Cena. He has a look. He has a physique. Yada yada yada. Um, everything he does looks clean. He's just not exciting. Mm. And I like some of Randy Orton's stuff, 
And maybe that's where I'll get with theory, but that's who, like, I was watching that last night. I was like, hmm, kind of feels like Randy more than Cena. Um, and I think maybe it also comes with, like, his his promos aren't as good early on, and a lot of his work overall is just, like, they want it to be there, much like they did with Randy. It's just not all there yet, but he'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah, it, it feels like, I mean, that's that's WWE in a nutshell. It's, you know, pushing, everyone has to be a star, so everyone has to be great from the from the jump. It never really feels like, I, that's what I, one of the things I like about AEW, is that AEW, like, you can see progress. With WWE, yeah. there isn't really, you can't really see progress, because if they're on the main roster, they have to be great. It's either they're great, or they're like, uh oh we make fun of them and their jokes you know there's that sort of yeah. that sort of divide so it's yeah. it, Austin Theory is great but you're right he's not there yet it's uh it takes some time and maybe the Randy Orton comparisons apt because yeah, hey you know they put off John Cena anyways someone's <laughs> got to continue that trend baby that's the funny thing right it's like you, you know we bring up like the AWC progress thing or or with AEW they keep them off TV and you never see product uh progress shout out Jake Cargill um yeah i mean more often than not you see progress in AEW and wwe it's it's weird because like they don't push enough young people either to see progress if that makes sense right like they don't give they don't give the ball to as many like if i look at the card last night without naming anyone before as we get into it like most of the people on this card were already proven the only person we'll talk about that's young and has been given the ball to try to figure himself out is young mysterio Mm -hmm. and uh i'll give my thoughts about young mysterio later but uh that's the only person i can think of did you by the way did you see speaking of wwe and aw did you see cody's uh comment from wrestle uh from smackdown the other day uh his california love comment no 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 that one made the rounds that one for sure that was, it sure did well i didn't i don't think i did what was it he said and i quote told me i couldn't even be the guy in my own company which is odd because roman reigns an 11 year tens of million dollar investment with wwe telling you he's the guy and it only started paying off in year eight and i was like wow that was a little too real my friend <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, cause then, oh i did see that comment because then i believe the crowd was like Oh, and he's like, no, 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 we're shooting, cowboy, we're shooting. And I was like, yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's how you build. That's how you build in this day and age, baby. Cody, AEW wins again tonight. Let's go, baby. Um, but let's talk about match number two for WrestleMania. Let's move right along to match number one. This is the showcase men's four-way match. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, the Street Profits, defeat the teams of Braun Strowman and Ricochet, uh, the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, and the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. What did you think of this match, Scotty? It was a showcase match. (laughs) It did did exactly what the title of the match said. Um, you You know what it did showcase? How many people they don't use correctly. That's what it showcased. Congratulations. Chad Gable, shout out to Chad Gable. Montez Ford, shout out to Matt. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, shout out to Angelo Dawkins Mm -hmm. and Mr. Ricochet. I knew you still had it in you, my friend. I knew you still had that crazy side in you. Um, Otis is entertaining. Obviously Uh, the, the, the Viking Raiders are washed beyond washed. Um, (laughs) I I, I think that's, I think the Viking Raiders 
are the only team that I didn't, I don't right now remember anything they did. They did not successfully be showcased. Which is crazy because five years ago they were easily one of the best tag teams, and now they stink. I'm trying to, I, I legitimately am trying to remember a thing that a spot that they had. You can't because they did nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one of them hit like I don't remember the names. Evar maybe missed a moonsault. Nice. That's about all I remember from them. I'll give them half credit for that cool Tower of Pain. Oh, yeah. Where Ricochet's like, I'm just going to jump at him. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. Where we did a... St- I mean, that was impressive. The stalling uh, suplex Tower of Pain spot. That was... That yeah, was that cool. was cool. That was cool. It was, um, it was a cool thing to do without, you know, I don't know, breaking someone's leg. That's true. That's true. Still uh, scarred from that. I apologize, folks. Very okay. Um, you know, but I thought this. I personally, I thought this match was good. Uh, I, it I was. I again, to me, this was a. The first match was like, all right, that was very basic. It was what I expected. Sure, this match, I was like, all right, they successfully showcase flying all over the ring, doing this crazy ass stuff, and uh, pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting much. I forgot how I always forget how good these people are because of how they are showcased in WB proper. Uh, nice, on, did there on Raw and SmackDown and stuff. But uh, at WrestleMania here, they all stepped in, stepped out. Uh, I thought for the most part, everyone was showcased very well. Um, I think there were some spots that uh, didn't quite work per se, but I think for the most part, every spot nailed it. Uh, the crowd was into it, and I was into this match. So I thought this was. Pretty good, I thought. I thought it was, it was, it was the PWG style uh, multi-person tag, and it was fun. That's it, what it was. It was fun. Totally agree. Should have put it somewhere else on the card, though. I think it would have woke some people up. Um, yes, that I can agree with. That maybe, I can agree with. But I guess there was no really other place I could put it, so I don't really know. They put it after Theory and Cena, which I probably actually helped, so. Uh, next up was Seth Rollins versus Jake Paul, joined, of course, right. by a prime water bottle. Um, right. I, so when that prime water bottle was coming out to the ramp, uh, I tweeted out, the moment I saw it, I tweeted out, the prime bottle is, uh, jokingly I said this, actually the prime bottle is KSI. Apparently I was right, because uh, later in the match it was revealed that the uh, KSI, his business partner for Prime, was uh, was joining the match. This match I thought was really, really good. It wasn't the best Logan Paul match I've seen, but I thought no. it was really good. I thought that they had a good subversion of the Logan Paul elbow drop splash thing he does to the commentary table by throwing KSI into it. That was awesome. That was <laughs> perfectly timed, too. Um yeah. So that was good. I really liked that. I thought uh, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins did great work here. Uh, it wasn't the blow away match of the night for me, per se. No. But uh, it definitely was really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. And it was what... it, it, it my, I had super high expectations going in. That's put mostly on me. But uh, uh, it still was very, very good. What did you think of this Logan Paul-Seth Rollins match? They better sign Logan Paul to another contract. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because how long was his contract? Was it just the year? it expired to expire at WrestleMania? Really interesting. Yeah, sign him again. Very sad. Got to sign him again. Uh this is Logan Paul's second best career match now, behind the 
Roman Reigns one, which is wicked funny because people will hear that and be like, what did you just say? But I think like I think it's interesting and if he does work longer, he'll figure out how to wrestle more of a heel style. Mm-hmm. Um because he wrestles a great baby face style, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because he's you know, he's flying through the air and stuff like that. But to me, he figured out more towards the end of the match. He could be snotty but show off at the same time because he's like yeah, I am that good. Um, you know, shout out he he you know he respected the great Antonio Noki, sports entertainer Antonio <laughs> Noki, which is great. Um, I thought that was I thought that was real uh, classy of him to. Oh, and know, not, res- not not just respect the great Japanese sports entertainer, but throwing that throwing down respect, stealing moves from a great sports entertainer in Kenta, right? You know? Yes, yes, that that. That was like for me when he hit the GTS. I was like, okay, so Seth definitely said do the GTS. One hundred percent. That was a Seth no call. No doubt. So I could kick out of it, and I was like, that's fantastic. Um, Seth's really killing it right now. Um, Logan Paul. Logan Paul knows exactly what he's supposed to do. Yes, he is a prodigy at this thing. Yeah, it's stupid, but it's the truth. Um. Uh, I think this match had another level or two, and I'd love to see them run it back sometime. It won't happen, but uh, I, I like I liked it a lot. It it was a great way to kind of really, I think, kick WrestleMania into gear, and it was pretty much from here on out. I think most things hit for me, um, yeah. except for the next match, which was so not so not here on out. <laughs> I said most things, most. <laughs> There was one thing that did it, and I don't count the impromptu match. I was so. going to say, I was like, that that one didn't really work for me. Um, so that man almost killed himself for that one match, so shout out to him. Yeah, no. Uh, I totally agree, is that it was very good. Uh, Seth Rollins has been killing it. Uh, Seth Rollins totally told him to do the GTS spot, 100%. Uh, I love- Crowd was incredible, by the way. One thousand percent. Jake Paul is not watching Antonio Noki tapes. Uh, Logan, 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 Logan Jake Paul, Paul. Yeah. Well, no, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul Jake Paul is watching Noki tapes. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But you're totally right. If you sign him to like another year contract, then he'll have more time to, if he's interested in doing that, which I hope he is, because I, I again, I, I say it every time. I hate the man, but boy howdy, if he's not a great wrestler, goddamn. Uh, you're an impulsive. You're you're an impulsive. Uh, Man, boy. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a primer. That's is that what they call them? <laughs> um, yeah, no. But it, you're right in the sense that like he he still hasn't figured out. Like it's weird because he's like a naturally naturally uh, unlikable guy, um, yeah. and he has a good heel energy about him. But he hasn't but he has... figured out how to do it in terms of his in ring work. Right. He well, he has a babyface in ring style. That's why. Yeah. And it's just it's just converting that, and I think this match he's just shows, gonna become Will Osprey. Yeah, and that's all he has to do is become. He has to be harder hitting. That's basically all he has to do. Uh, what he all this showed is like different cool spots for him to do. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, the GTS, the modified Anoki stretch, uh, octopus stretch. Um, you know, it's just different cool moves he did, but he hasn't uh, actually done heel work yet. Um, so I yeah I mean I think we'll see I I would love for him to do more work uh in this company yeah. uh obviously these matches are weirdly matches I look forward to every single time so I, I don't see why not to just sign him up again. This was his first singles match as a heel. Correct. 
So, Correct. I mean, can't really get mad at him for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I think it's, well, I don't know. It's not that I get mad at him for that. It's just that. No, I know. I know. I'm saying we, uh, like, moving forward, it's like, all right, you learn more, and you're just going to be, like, the best fucking wrestler in this company. Yeah. Well, what I mean to say is that, like, I know how these celebrity matches are put together, and I don't think Logan Paul is putting these matches on the spot like John Cena, calling him out in the ring. But, so, so like, what I mean to say is that, like, I know Drew Gulak is helping him with these matches. I just wish Drew Gulak showed him more heel offense, uh, heel-esque mm. offense, you know, tougher, stronger stuff um, sure. to do it. But maybe maybe he did, and Logan was like, I'm not interested in doing that. I'm just going to uh, do this instead. I don't know. Eh, in time, in time. This is his third singles match. Only his third? I feel like he's had way more. He's wrestled, well, I don't count the Rumble. So he's wrestled, he wrestled the Miz, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Oh, man. Did he, he did a tag match as well at some point. Yeah, he teamed with the Miz, Miz against the Mysterios? Yes. Last year? Yes, he did do that. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe he... Did you know the Usos won their first pair of tag titles from the Mysterios? That was a century ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, holy shit! Long term storytelling, baby, all around. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, next match, it was the six woman tag team match: Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus uh, versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Uh, sort of a this isn't the worst match on the card, like you said. Of there is the uh, Pat McAfee Miz match, um, but this match was sort of I, I don't know. I don't want to say disappointment because there is like two like older women legends in this match. So I'm not, you know, I don't know what to expect from them, but like it was about as I expected. Yeah, it was kind of a, a flat, a flat. Okay, this is fine. This is serviceable, I guess. Io Shirai did her damnedest. Let mm-hmm. me let me let me give her all the credit. I'm gonna give her all the credit because I thought she did a great job at making literally everyone look better. Yeah. Um. She made Lita look better. She made Trish look better. I guess she made Becky look better. I thought Becky was fine, obviously, which I expected Becky to be fine. You know, she's the youngest of the trio. Yeah. Um, it, it it's weird that Lita's the champion because Trish is obviously work. She works better in quotes, as in as if either of these two looked a hundred percent. But like they tried some stuff. I think some people were a little harsh on this match. Like I think some people were like, "This was awful." It's like it wasn't that. It wasn't bad. awful. Just, it wasn't awful at all. It just it stinks because you have the young people lose. But if you ever expected anything else, you're nuts. At the end of the day, like I never expected damage control to win. No. Damage control has never won anything. Uh, why would they start now? I mean, they, <laughs> damage control has fit one good role, and the entire role has just fill in the gaps for them. That that has been it. Like, yeah. Oh, we need a tag team to hold these titles. There you go. Oh, we need a challenger for Bianca Bailey. Let's go. Yep. Oh, we need something to do for Becky. Oh, damage control. Let's go. They've yep. just been there to fill in gaps as a heels. Um, they should be broken up. 
after WrestleMania. No offense to them. I think they're just all bet. Well, maybe not Dakota Kai, but I think two of the three are probably better off on their own. I think Dakota Kai can find her way as well. I I mean, that's like the weird problem of this faction is that I agree they they shouldn't exist as a faction, just in even in kayfabe sense. They they've been in this company for as a faction for eight months now, and you know they had a good kind of winning streak at the beginning there, and it's kind of fallen apart a little bit before uh, what was it September? They won. September, they won the title. <laughs> they won tag titles at some point. Twice uh, actually. So I, I think it sort of like fell apart a little bit before uh, yeah. was September Clash of the Castle. Um, yeah, so you know, they, in kayfabe, they shouldn't really make sense as a team anymore. I'm sure they will still be a team because they need a faction of heels. Um, if they broke up, I would be nervous about Eosky and Dakota Kai and what they would be doing um, moving forward, since they were handily, easily already booked out of their out of almost out of the company uh before before uh all yeah, I mean, if that's year. what we lead to then let's do it again maybe that's a good point <laughs> maybe maybe scotty's got a bias and why say i was this goddamn this close i'm not happy about it <laughs> but uh yeah i i thought this match was totally fine I, there wasn't yeah. any work that like showcased anything to me no they did that cool uh the like lifted uh i don't know what the whatever the head scissors is that's Trish oh, does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The head scissors take down bulldog sort of thing she does. Yeah. That was that was a nice spot. Yeah, no, it, it's just like, yeah, you know, it was fine. They worked. It wasn't blow away or anything. And uh take the lead you could take the titles off of Lita anytime. Now. I well, I was about to say, I was like, I don't now where do we go with the uh women's tag titles? You know, it didn't wasn't sure defended here. Rhonda. Trish uh, is Trish going to be involved in that too? And then we'll do a feud from there. And then the, whenever Rhonda's available, I don't know. I don't know. Trish was retired like seven times. I was also very confused that like the idea was for the Rhonda match at WrestleMania to be for the tag titles. And I was like, but the tag titles are in Becky Lynch and Lita. How are we going to get it to someone else? Have them lose at some point, put it on someone else and then have them not involved in that match at WrestleMania. I was like, I don't know. Had Lita wrestle twice, and that would have been a nightmare for everyone. Yeah, and probably nightmare for Lita. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but yeah, that never made any sense to me. But uh, yeah, this is fine. Next match: Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio, brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, the, the, was it? What was the, the line? Cinnamon Toast Crunch match of the night, baby. What was the line? The dissolution of father and son's relationship, sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Uh, just a classic dissolution. You wouldn't give Dominic the cereal. They should have. They should have. Uh, that they, that mascot should have also been KSI, and then he should have uh, run in, <laughs> run in and done a little thing. Um, take off the mascot head. Um, yeah. No. Um, what do you think of this match? We'll start with you, Scotty. What do you think of this match? One, the entrances were excellent. The Dominic entrance. Was good. Ha- had was good. me like laughing the whole time. So I was yeah. like, ah, oh, you guys did your job. You guys know that he's an absolute goober and you're going to keep going with it. Um, I was you, like, you wow, gotta, you should probably you, keep the mask on. You got to lean into the gooberness of Dom. Oh, yeah. And they sure did. I thought, uh, I thought Ray's entrance was great too, though. I, I did say they should have had Dominic come out to Latino Heat. 
I think that would have been great. Agreed. Um, because people would have booed him out of the building. But I understand why Ray wanted to do it. I th- um, I think both of them should have come out to Latino Heat. Just so we have... Well, he has two songs. You could have played the other one. That's true. That is true. But I, I think have both of them come out to Latino Heat so we can hear once again what Latino Heat comes sounds like to booze and cheers. <laughs> it would have been a great uh, Eddie tribute. You know, the match itself, like structurally it's just a basic match like yeah. the actual wrestling very basic Dominic yes. isn't all that good um he's fine yeah. he's fine yeah. he is a fine at this point of his career I will say he's a he's not a bad wrestler but he's not a good wrestler he's fine yeah kind of like I was talking about with Austin Theory they uh remind me of each other a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. based off of what Dominic was at one point though he has improved yeah he used to know, he used to be a bad wrestler um, but like all the little story bits and like bad bunny taking the chain yep. and stuff like that, that had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, come on, bad bunny, do something, do something, do something. <laughs> and then when bad bunny grabbed that, I was like, let's go. I can't wait for bad bunny versus Dominic. going to be a great time. Uh, well, I mean, it's probably gonna be a tag match, right? And, and, uh, backlash Puerto Rico, bad bunny has to be, right? versus Dom and, uh, Damien priest or something. Yeah, it makes sense. There's a history. He teamed with priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that if you want to run that. Um, I think one they are fucking so lucky to have Bad Bunny loving pro wrestling. By the way, hundred percent. I was thinking that exact thought when the when he showed up on commentary. The when he said like the most streamed artist for the past yeah. three years, I was like, they're getting so many eyes on this one show just because of Bad Bunny. And it's so smart. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the match was a lot of fun. It, it checked all the boxes, got the job done. Mm-hmm. I had I had fun. Was it a great wrestling match? It, again, it was as basic as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like it was nothing like out of this world from either of them. Uh, but it did the job. It left me entertained. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 Latino World Order coming out. Like I don't know what what made them do that. I think that's a fun little thing for Ray to do and like give Legato an actual reason to exist. Um, I mean, that was something that Rey Mysterio has always been like talking about for years is he's wanted to do a a, a yeah. revamped, better, actual new version of uh, Latino world, world Order. He's uh, got a good group with them. Oh, maybe that'll be the match. Maybe it'll be um, Rey, Santos, and Bad Bunny versus The Judgment Day. That's a solid. That would make sense. Mm-hmm, that good. would make sense. Mm-hmm, and Bad Bunny. I'd like Santos to do life. something. I, I would good. also like Santos to do something. He did a great uh, tope in this match. One of the more most impressive things of the whole match. Maybe the most impressive. Because it, um, it didn't just hit Damian Priest in a great fashion. It hit him in between the t- commentary booths, so he just disappeared. It was beautiful. Again, really fun. Mm-hmm. Did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yep. Rey Mysterio wore a great Buddha um, tribute. He mm-hmm. said, I could not figure it out for the life of me when I was watching it because of the colors. I was like, who is he? What is he doing? Is he the yeah. flash? Like, I don't know what he's yeah. doing here. And then he said it was the mood. I was like, oh, I see it in the mask now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a great time. If, if he, he should have done full mood and, and uh, missed it. Uh, oh, absolutely. Point. If Oscar didn't have it as her gimmick, he would have. 100 percent. Uh, yeah, no, I thought this was a good match. Uh, completely serviceable. It was a similar vibe to like the Austin Theory John Cena match to me. Uh, I've yeah. seen, I've seen, I've been seeing people throw out like four or five not five stars but four stars to this. I'm like I don't I don't I don't think it's that, but uh, I think it was good. I gave like three. You know I was like ah, I think that was good. You know completely. Pro, good, uh, yeah. I mean, like like I said, it was a 
pro wrestling yes. match. Yes, yes. With all the outside factors hitting better than the match itself. Agreed. Agreed. You, ooh, you know what I called it? The good version of Sting versus Triple H. Interesting. Where you actually where you get the right winner. Inter- <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no. Because it had like all the people coming out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the pomp and circumstance. And I was like, this is how I would have felt if Sting won. And legitimately, it also was a good culmination of the long-term storytelling they were mm. doing. All the way, you know, tying all the way back to the Mysterio family uh, soap drama with uh, the, the when they had the tag titles and all that stuff. You know, yeah. every everything went bad. Bunny, everything was involved uh, in this match. Every you know plot point almost it felt like in the past several years has been uh, tied back to here. So I thought that was a good place, a uh, good conclusion, a good place to end this story. Uh, mm. so yeah, I, I think that's good. We'll do a little like post credits, uh, six man tag in Puerto Rico. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio will, you should. and then Rey Mysterio, maybe I, if I was Dominic, maybe I think a good, maybe a good ending to do for Dominic is to, uh, uh, have Rey Mysterio trapped in like a, a truss of a stage, uh, leg, leg trapped in truss of a stage. Dominic grabs a chair and just wallops him, just wallops him over and over again. I mean, I see that clip billions of times too. Uh, get, get, we gotta get that Rey Mysterio lore back, baby. His knee, we gotta get that knee hit lore. Uh, and yep, I thought about this. Rey Mysterio absolutely needed to win this match. Like, I don't like people like put the young guy over. No, there was not a second that I was like Dominic should win this. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It was weird. There, there are elements where the story, the story did does not have Dominic winning. The story does not have Dominic. Ray has to win story-wise. There is a thing where I feel like Dominic has to beat Ray at some point. Yes. Um, you know, kind of playing into like, you know, teacher becomes you know master, or you know, teacher becomes a master thing, student becomes a teacher, whatever. Um, you know, kind of playing into that idea. He has to win at some point. If it's not a WrestleMania, I don't see it necessarily happening at, you know, backlash. Uh, but maybe the no. point that you do that is like, I don't know, like SummerSlam or something. I don't know if you want to hold out that long, but it's something like you know, a big show like that. You come back to it. Yeah, you can come back to it. Do like a, you know, a gimmick match or something to do the final thing. And that's when you finally put over uh, Dominic yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, or that, Santos Escobar, baby. Because that's also at that point. Oh, I was going to say gimmick match. At that point, you do like the mask versus hair match. Right. And that's that's mm. easy. Easy peasy. And then, well, yes, except if Dom Sosa win, how are we taking Rey Mysterio's mask? <laughs> I, I could I could totally see Rey Mysterio being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give my son my mask. I could, too. Just he would be wrapping up the career. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. If well, no, he, he'll go back to being a filthy animal. I think that's that's the idea. He'll come out in, in, in the ski caps and uh, uh, weird jeans, <laughs> weird big jeans. This, <laughs> this was... Um... I thought this was actually a really well called match by uh, Cole. I don't usually give a shit um, about commentary like other people do, you know, like how people get mad with Corey Graves and stuff. Cause I barely, I block it out so much. Like I block out the little things. Like I learned after AEW this week that they had new ropes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Two episodes have gone by and he didn't notice. I didn't give a shit about ropes. <laughs> Everyone was like a big deal about ropes. I was like, who cares? They're just ropes. Yeah. Um, like that part doesn't matter to me, but this was like 
Michael Cole is really good at selling the fact that he fucking despises Dominic Mysterio. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was just laughing the whole time. I was like, no, this is good. This is good. I like this. Um, but good job all around by the Mysterio clan and Santos Escobar and specifically my guy, Bad Bunny. I'll say also say one thing about Pat McAfee is that him coming in the commentary has revigorated Michael Cole in such a way uh, that has made him way better than he has been in the past. Yeah. Um, I think Vince also not being in his ear too probably well, helped. Well, I don't know about last night. Uh, you know, he was in other people's ears. Uh, yeah, he hasn't gotten to the commentary ear yet. He's only he's he's only he's in just, other ears. He's just in the room. In gorilla, just suggestions, just, just suggestions. Wearing a headset, talking to people over the over the thing. He's not doing creative. He's just in the room on the headset, telling people what to I'm do. I'm just imagining him in the main event. Have we considered not having the bloodline? This <laughs> I also love suggestions because it's like he's the guy that runs the company. These aren't suggestions. He's telling people what to do. Even if they were suggestions, people are going to do whatever he asks because he is the owner of the company and he will fire you tomorrow. Yep. So you'll know when Vince takes back full over very quickly. I'll just say that. Yeah. You'll yeah. know it very quickly. There's it. there's little itsy bitsy pieces, but there's gonna be the moment where it all comes together mm-hmm. and it all is Vince. Mm-hmm. For now, you still get a little piece here and there, but uh just wait till Charlotte squashes Rhea. Well, yeah, let's uh talk about that match. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Um I I'll I, you go first. You go first. No, you go first. I was gonna say that. The beginning, maybe first half of this match, for me, stunk. Kind of a stinker. Stunk crap. Stunky, well, stinky, well, stinky, um, stinky doo-doo oh. that was stinking up the ring. Poo-poo pee. It was stinky doo. So I'm happy you said this. Okay. It, those, that exact quote? You're happy I said that exact quote? Well, I mean, I would have said it simple. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, right? I'm watching. I was watching. I watched night one with my friend. I'm sitting here watching with them, and we're like, "Oh, this is the night where where uh, Charlotte Flair is not playing ball." That's what we decided. Uh huh. She, she wanted that main half- event. She wanted that main event. No, yeah, she wanted that main event. She was also losing, so I was like, "She's gonna be she's sandbagging the whole night." Rhea's doing her best. I thought Rhea was had a great match from start to finish. Yeah, she really like had one of her best matches. But I was like watching the first half, and I was like. Anyone else see what's happening? Like, this kind of stinks. It's boring as all hell. Was it was so, so boring. boring. They weren't doing anything. Yeah. And then they flipped the switch. And by flip the switch, you mean flip Charlotte Flair directly under her face. You're goddamn right. As <laughs> soon as that happened, the match kicked off into an. It went from like first gear to like fifth gear. It was like, yeah. I was like, holy shit. All of a sudden, this match became great. I was like, holy shit. They figured out who Charlotte Flair was. All it took was Charlotte Flair smashing her face against the mat. Uh, it it brought rough. out that, it brought out that rough, like, it, it is, yeah. it brought out the great Charlotte Flair, which is like weirdly sloppy, but like super hard hitting and super yeah. aggressive. Like, uh, just so good at that that point on. Uh, great spots. That I mean, that like I said, that flip switch, that suit, you know, that German suplex where she flips onto her face. That was a great spot. 
Uh, moving on through the rest of the match, you know, you do the the final spot of the Riptide, the Super yeah. Riptide at the end. Before we get to the post-match part of it, I thought the rest of the match was great stuff. Mm. Charlotte Flair looked fantastic, back to where she was years ago. Uh, Rhea Ripley stepped up, stepped out, stepped, showcased, uh, did all that stuff. She looked like a superstar, looked like 100 bucks, had all that confidence in the world. Um, Personally, because the first half was so boring, I liked their... 2020 wrestlemania match more than this one me too sadly but this one <laughs> it, it, but like if if we just chopped off that first half the second half would be better than the first match does that yeah. make sense yeah well yeah because I, well i saw a lot of people giving this praise and rightfully so because you remember the second half more than you remember the first half obviously sure yeah um but i was like i've seen people say like one of the greatest women's matches I, in wwe history i was like i saw that a lot i saw that a lot i was like it's past two wrestlemanias have had that yes right they've had that yes both bianca matches have been that yeah especially the sasha banks one right right which i you know i know some people love the becky lynch one Mm -hmm. i liked the becky lynch one i love the sasha banks one um and i was like i don't like this is this is very good yes I was like, did I miss like was the I'm happy you confirmed the first half was bad to me because I was like, did I like did I miss something in that first half? It was felt I like people on my ways. It felt like it was that so Charlotte boring wasn't playing that, ball. It felt like it was so boring that people forgot how bad how bad the first half was. Yeah, because once you start dropping people on their heads, it's like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um and it was. They had such a good second half that they made it a great match. Yeah. Like they made it a you know however you grade your system yeah they brought it to a level that i had i was i was ready to say stinker this thing sucked charlotte flair's wash yada 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 and then charlotte flair had to wake up because she had no choice um and like i said rhea ripley was outstanding from start to finish you know all the confidence in the world she has that she has that swagger back that she had in nxt once upon a time i didn't know if she could ever get that back yeah because just of how everything went um so if if we want to talk about like all the things triple h did during his time of reign the best thing i think he's done is by himself is get rhea ripley to this top level because Yes, she was in Judgment Day, but Judgment Day was dying a death, people. Yeah. Before he took over, it was dead, gone. You could throw it in the trash, and I would have been fine. But we're talking about two back-to-back matches that involved full-on Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and we are praising it. Yeah. A year later, right? This this started a year ago. I thought it was dead in the water after a month, and now we're sitting here, and you know. Dominic's someone. Rhea Ripley is great. Yep. Um, and I'm excited to see Rhea Ripley like wrestle some top talent. Like her, her, and now she's on SmackDown, so not gonna get my hopes up anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, but they need like they're gonna need a shakeup or something. Um, obviously. Hey, listen, listen, people, listen, listen to me right now. Are you listening? Are you listening? If you if 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 if, if Triple H can hear me, listen, you you did a questionable decision at nxt okay questionable at best call up roxanne and let her and Rhea have a great go david versus goliath match okay you bastard stop wasting the good talent please thank you 
Moving on. She's gonna fight Liv Morgan first. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next match. I thought this match was great. Uh, no, moving on to the next match. So uh, we thought it was gonna oh, be the main event. Oh my time. god! I thought it was the main event. I just got so upset. Main event time, but instead we of course have the host of WrestleMania come back out. I didn't mention it at the top here, but Snoop Dogg and the Miz were the hosts of WrestleMania, a uh, a coveted role in uh, the locker room, I'm sure. Um, you know, he comes out, he announces the attendance of 80,000 people, uh, which uh, WrestleTix right before the show said 66. So, uh, hey, you know, there's, uh, there's a couple of people pregnant backstage, I'm sure. No, 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 there were just other people working in the building. The, jan- uh, the janitors, janitors. Janitor, the concessions, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the actual WWE crew. Yeah. Rhea Ripley was in attendance, so that counts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, a person hired to work for the company was in attendance. Uh, <laughs> um, I also love that idea because then it's like, man, does it take 14,000 people to put this show together? <laughs> That's so based on things. the stage, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, based on everything else, absolutely not. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they come out, uh, they're, they're talking about the Miz has done an open challenge on social media. Pat McAfee shows up. Uh, I guess the Saudi Arabia deal is not happening. Uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> shows up uh, and he says, hey, Miz, I'm, I'm glued to the internet. I didn't see anything you were talking about. And then he challenges the Miz to a match. The Miz says, I'm a host. You can't uh, make any matches. Snoop Dogg says, well, I'm a host and I can make matches. Uh, so have a match right now. Uh, I would have loved if it was for the, uh, the gold belt. I thought that would have been very funny if they did that. That's what I was hoping for. Um, I was really hoping. I was really hoping for special guest referee Snoop Dogg. Um, Me too. Uh, and then, yeah. And then they had a impromptu Pat McAfee match. A crowd died here. The crowd did not care at all for this match. They, they so, so here's the problem. They're tired. They're also trying to save their energy mm-hmm. for the main event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck about they, the Miz. They also thought the next match was the main event, and then this happened. Yeah. So just think of all the sadness that poured through. They were excited when Pat McAfee showed up, but the moment they said, "Oh, let's have a match," they're like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> Which is pretty much how I felt at that point. Yeah. I was like, "I just want to go to bed." Between between the moment the Charlotte the moment the Charlotte Flair Ripley match ended with Charlotte Flair smiling and clapping at Rhea Ripley no selling the match to I'll, I'll say Austin Aries airing the match. Uh remember that 205 live bit? Um to the beginning of the Sami Zayn match. That was like what? An hour, I think of unnecessary faff that had no existence being on the show. Like there was, it was a four hour show. Scott and Lil Uzi Vert. And and Lil (laughs) Uzi Vert. It was a four hour show. There is an hour and 56 minutes of wrestling. Uh, Almost half. Almost half of the show was wrestling. You know how many more matches? Tonight with one less match. You could have just saved it for tomorrow. You could have just done more matches in this night. You could have had at least two more matches tonight, but you didn't. You had to do it's not, this. Oh, it's not even like they did the Peacock commercial. No. <laughs> like, it wasn't a Peacock commercial that took the time up. It was this dog shit. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it was so bad. It was very Fucking bad. Pat McAfee almost killed himself, by the way. Pat McAfee, <laughs> of course, going to the uh, the head coach at the PC in terms of catching dives. Uh, the Miz uh, just <laughs> <laughs> whiffed, whiffed Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee uh, strattened himself on the pavement. Uh, it was not good. Not good spot. But uh, they finish it. George Kettle was involved. George Kittle was. was involved. Pentagon uh, Jr.'s favorite wrestler. Everyone on Twitter was very nervous. He was going to do the zero, zero miedo. Because <laughs> at one point, he threw up his hand and everyone was like, oh no, he's going to do it. I would have I would have had a big time pop if he did the zero miedo. I would have. Everyone would be like, what is he doing? I think maybe a quarter of the crowd have been super into that. Um, yeah. And been like, oh, what is he doing? Um yeah, it, it was wild. It was a wild impromptu match that had no reason to be here. It wasn't even good. It was completely fine. It was We're getting like, an impromptu match tonight. You know that, right? I, yeah, I know. Vince McMahon. Bobby, Bobby needs one. Oh, you're right. Bobby does need one. So we'll do. Vince that's Big why they left it. That's why they only did six tonight. Mm-hmm. Unlike the show last night where they're like, oh, let's just add another. What if they do... So what do you think that impromptu match is? My guess is it's going to be the great Muda and Yoshiki Inamura uh, versus <laughs> versus Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest and Yoshiki Inamura gets pinned. There's a great picture of Yoshiki Inamura with someone. Let me find it. I love. I just love the great Muda. Oh, with Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul has... They have no idea who each other are. I, I, I guarantee it. I guarantee no. Nah, Yoshiki Inamura only watches Logan. He only <laughs> listens to Impulsive. He's a big Impulsive guy. He's, oh man, he's big time Impulsive. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I was I was tired by this point, but it, it was weird because like, well, at least now I'm reinvigorated. Need something good to happen, <laughs> and something great happened. And something great happened. The main event: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, sponsored by Little Lizzie Burt. Um, and you, mean also, the, you mean the Stenerico versus Young Bucks love letter? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Young letter to Reseda, California. Um, oh. the, the the love letter to Little Uzi Vert. Um, the love letter to uh, Super Dragon. Um, you should have seen my face when this fucking guy walked out there. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? One, they got Little Uzi Vert because The weekend says no to them every year despite making their theme, his theme song their thing every year. <laughs> Every year for like five years. Who? Well, they weren't going to get cool in the gang, obviously. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can dig them up. <laughs> I don't even know if they're alive. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, let me look that up. They probably. I think they are. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. Either way, you weren't going to get them to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, so, so I was like, Lucy Vert comes out here. I was like. I turn to my friend and I go, what do you think Kevin and Sammy's faces look like right now? Because I know what Kevin usually makes face-wise. He's probably like, what is happening? Can we, can this stop? Can we, can we just go out there and do our damn thing? Um, it was also not, I don't think it was a good little overt performance. Like, I, I, was like, I don't, I like, don't remember a single thing he said. Well, I, don't I don't even think know said. what the point was. <laughs> I don't, it was just mumble rap stuff. I wanted to just see the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's all I wanted to see for an hour. That's all I wanted to see. I I really wanted after hearing that like fightful report about Vince McMahon and Gorilla, 
there's never a moment more in the show than I wanted to cut back to Gorilla than during the little Uzi Vert performance and seeing all those old white guys see little Uzi Vert out there and be like, how much do we pay for this guy? Who is he? What is you he doing? You say that, but this this is the same company that gave Flo Rida like 75 deals to go and sink. So I don't think anything's uh, off the table. Well, well, to asked to be fair. Vert. That's Mr. Worldwide. You can't dunk on Mr. No, Worldwide. No, Mr. Worldwide is Pitbull. What? <laughs> I thought I thought Ready to Green Light. I thought Florida. Where's Florida then? Florida. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. To the entrances. To the to the whole Bay. I'll take this over. He wants to talk about Lil Uzi Vert too much. No, you uh, wanna, you brought up Lil Uzi Vert first. Don't we, throw this we had, we had the we had the Oompa we had the Usos uh, walk out, white gear, all good stuff, normal mm-hmm. entrance. Well, I guess Lil Uzi Vert counted as part how, of that. How dare entrance. you? How dare you say Lil Sorry. Uzi Vert's normal? And then and then and he has then a, he my had a part of the night. implanted in his forehead, like some sort of the, anime <laughs> anime character. This this was the perfect part of the entire show. Yes. And it was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn making their entrances because it's WrestleMania, right? Everyone's got all pomp and circumstance, big, brand new, pretty gear. And these two showed up exactly how you want Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to show up. They had sweatshirts, T-shirts, and their pants and shorts. Yeah. But we had a nice pro wrestling gorilla logo on there, and that was a very nice touch. And Super Dragon logo as well. And Super Dragon. Yeah, he was on uh, Kevin's. And yeah. they had the uh, same like style writing on their pants. That was cool. Yeah. Commentary um, shouts out Reseda. That was nice. That was yep. nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole said during the match that uh, El Generico would be proud. Yep. 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 I he I, he's been doing that a lot recently. I feel like I, this isn't the first time he's brought up El Generico. I think he did it uh, during the Roman match too. Yeah. Um, but you know, I thought this match was great. I thought this match, you know, it had a lot of, you know, it had a little bit of that drama in there, but that was serviceable for what the story was they were telling. I thought it, I don't, I don't think it got, it, it encroached, started to encroach the line of, um, over the, uh, level of drama and like talking we're doing this match, but it didn't exceed that line for me. So, uh, I, I, I thought good job there, I guess. Uh, it was totally a super kick party. I w- I'm surprised we didn't get a super kick party reference. Um, uh, very much surprised by that. But uh, overall, I thought this match was uh, fantastic. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought the I Usos did a great job here. I thought, uh, I was going to say Steen. Owens and Zayn uh, killed it. I thought there was the, the great, I just thought it was a great ending with uh yeah. jay you know we're doing the jay is going to the corner jimmy's not there zane is asking for the hot tag he gets it they face off one-on-one you know he does the haluva kick he you know he looks at him does it again does the haluva kick the second time looks at him again jimmy tries to get into the ring kevin owens comes out of nowhere stuns him pops him out and kevin Owens like or uh, you know and Sam and Zane is like, oh, I know what to do. Goes for it a third time. One, two, three. Yeah. Uh, gets the victory. And we have new tag team champions. I thought this was a great match. Top yeah, top. I absolutely love this. This is probably... Well, this is probably my favorite WrestleMania main event since... My most favorite since... I don't... I, I maybe have... I, I love Sasha and Bianca. 
obviously. Um, so maybe I'll consider that in the same conversation. If I was to go further back, though, exactly. That's my point. Um, like, I can't think of anything that I thought would be better than this for a very long time. Sasha and Bianca is the only one I could think of that was even in the conversation. And I, cause I thought that was great, obviously. Yeah. Um, Jey Uso is very good at doing the Roman shtick. Yep. That Roman, I think, overplays in his matches. 100% because, agree. Because Jay does a lot more action, right? Like, he'll talk, 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 and then he'll absolutely clobber someone with a super kick and i want to say they were putting in their super kick it's not like they were just like super kick like there were some kicks that i was like oh man um Mm -hmm. i thought sammy and kevin were fantastic at being an underdog type team right and then kind of the way they built the matchup is like they were wrestling a little bit more singles and then as the match got on they were more of a team right um, I thought the kickouts, they had the right drama. Like every time Sammy kicked when he kicked out of the one D like that was yeah. great. They yeah. built that move up for that moment. Yes. That is why that move was built up. That's why you protect finishers people. Um, yeah, I think I thought they did an exceptional job. It was a great WrestleMania main event, a great moment when they won, uh, you know, Kevin talking about the Briscoes after that was a great touch. I mean, I thought about it in that match. I was like, oh, they can't do the J driller because it's a pile driver. Yeah. And I I can't imagine one of them doing the froggy bow. So it's okay. I asked for a little too much on that respect, but didn't ruin the match for me. I think if you you basically just do like a a pedigree and then do the froggy bow, I think we would have gotten it, you know? Yeah. 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 There's, Either way, I'm okay. I, I, you know, they probably they had their own match to tell at the same time, right? Yes. Um, respecting PWG and stuff like that, and they 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 paid their respects in every way they could, and I think you'll never have a tag team match bigger than this in the WWE ever again. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, well, I wouldn't say ever again, but I think this well, ever is, again. I mean, this is they, they could live on forever, but. You know, this is easily like the biggest tag team match in wrestling and WWE history since yeah. maybe like you know, I don't know, Savage and Hogan. You know, say like Hogan and Mister T. Yeah, I mean, like what, the, WrestleMania WrestleMania one, yeah, the main event. Yeah, it's it it is unbelievable how much little disrespect they give to the uh, tag team uh, division, and it's unbelievable that there was ever. A conversation that they shouldn't have main evented. Uh, this is one hundred percent what it should have been. Yeah. This is one hundred percent they did made the right call. It worked mm-hmm. out. Everyone walked home happy. Everyone was fantastic. Uh, you know, this was a great match. Um, I thought this was the match of the night for me. Me too. Um, and you're right. The, the level, easily my match of the night. Yeah, and that that level of respect that they are giving to, you know. It's a very not I'll say this not just because of the comparison, but just because of how the two companies work. It was a very AEW style of storytelling here, which was we yes. are going to include our past. You know, they could talk about, oh, we've teamed in WWE before, and they kind of did, but really what this was was we are talking it throwing all the way back, talking about PWG, 
talking about Receive to California, you know, we are throwing it and bringing that history. And to me, as a wrestling fan and not necessarily a sports entertainment fan, I appreciated that because one of the reasons I like AEW is because it acknowledges the actual history and past of these wrestlers. And I'm glad that they were able to include that weirdly at the last second of the story uh, for the Zane, not the last second, it was sort of the impetus of the them getting, yeah. getting together. Well, but I th- I'm glad they included it as part of their story. And I think for me, it enhanced the match even more. Yeah. It's cause they're cut from the same cloth, right? Yeah. Kevin and Sammy are cut from that cloth that made AEW after all. Correct. So Correct. like, it shouldn't come as a shock. It it shouldn't. It shouldn't, right? Because it is WWE. But they've had you. You felt the hands-on approach by Sammy from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You you know he's been so he's told a lot of this story or helped tell a lot of the story. Yeah. And you know, I thought I thought the craziest thing to me, right, when it was over, it was like I remember when Sammy didn't win the world title. Right. And everyone was like, oh, it was a terrible decision, blah, blah, blah. They made it work. They made it work. They made it feel like they made the right decision. Yeah. At the end of this. And uh, that's good. Good on them. They they have told one story. And I think this is why they call it an all time story for WWE. It's because they don't do this. No. Right. That's that's why the bloodline story is so good. It's because they don't do this stuff. And. And at least we have one. This wasn't finishing the story. Finishing the story is tonight. Um, but uh, it, 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 it was finished, great. I'm happy. Ace. And I think Kevin and Sammy should have a good little reign. Uh, no matter. And by the way, they should never not have one tag title again. One tag title, by the way, is perfect. Yeah. Just combine them. Give them one big belt. Mm-hmm. And let's call it a day. Yes. I, I have a feeling. By the way, it's very interesting. And I think we'll talk about this a lot more on Friday. But mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting the direction the champions are going towards mm. in terms of who's holding the titles. Um, work rate, baby. Not just work rate, but like those guys that are cut from that like AEW cloth. Cody, yeah. Sammy, Kevin. Gunta. Gunta, even. <laughs> we'll, extend, we'll extend an olive branch to Gunta. Uh, like, especially those three guys, like it is like fascinating yeah. that like they're going that direction in terms of booking. I mean, we'll find out tonight if they are formally going that direction. Uh, you know, th- tonight is going to be a huge booking moment for the company, but, uh, can't wait to call it the greatest Roman Reigns match of all time. Even if it stinks as long as Cody wins. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, I'm going to be so over the top with whatever, my rating is if Cody wins, and it's getting a dud if he loses. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between tonight. Finish the story. Cody Khan let you do this. He didn't finish any stories this weekend because he's letting Cody finish his story. I tweeted that out, and people got mad at me. It was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's, uh, let's move on. We finished our last WWE. Oh wait, no. We we're coming back to we're it back later. we're back on the we're right back on the WWE train baby night two I'm watching night two this got me excited for night two I didn't no 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 that's not what I was talking about WWE eyes I meant the other WWE show that's already happened ah we'll get there we'll get to <laughs> um let's talk about the opposite of WrestleMania night one. <laughs> yeah that's true let's get to that WrestleMania weekend shows what are we talking about 
Thursday. Then we'll talk about that other WWE show that happened on Saturday. And then we'll talk about the Friday matches that were shows that we did see. Um, we won't necessarily go match by match unless it's like a bigger show, I think. Like, obviously, yeah. Supercard of Honor, like Stand and Deliver. I would maybe argue the Impact show. We can go match by match. Mm. But otherwise, I think we'll just go through, uh, just sort of give our vague thoughts about specific moments in the show that we liked, that yeah. we didn't like, that we want to bring up, various talking points that we have about these various shows. So let's start off um, with the first one that I have written down here, which is Josh Barnett's GCW Josh Barnett's Blood Sport 9. Of course, out of the Ukrainian Culture Center. Um, what did you think overall, Scotty, of this show? Well, folks, I am not a big blood sport guy. Mm-hmm. Grappling isn't my cup of tea. Nah. Grappling's only good if it's like, oh, I don't know, a Katsuyori Shibata display, per se. I don't, I don't know why. It just came to my mind. Yeah. Um, Zack Saber Jr., if you will. Zack Saber Jr., yes, yes. Like things like that. An American dragon. Blood sports at its best, in my opinion, when people are just throwing bombs and it gets bloody and stuff like that. Agreed. Striking. So yeah, striking. By default, I only watched three matches. Um, because I couldn't get myself to watch much more mm-hmm. than that. And I'll tell you, Scotty, uh, the more was all grapple fuck, baby. Yay. So what I watched, folks, was Kota Ibushi versus Speedball Mike Bailey, because I obviously, uh, John Moxley versus Alex Coughlin, mm-hmm. and Josh Barnett versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, I enjoyed Kota Ibushi and Speedball. It's not the full Kota Ibushi experience that I think we all wait. By the way, I, I want to say this, because we're going to get to it later. GCW and the way they 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 film their shows and the way they have sound couldn't fit Kodabushi less if they tried. I can't hear any of his strikes. I can't do I can't hear any of the stuff that makes Kodabushi great. And I was so angry in his second match of this weekend. Um and I'll get to that. Yeah. But uh I, I enjoyed him in speedball, like him doing the deadlift suplex and stuff like that. I was like, oh, so your shoulders not actually hurt, you liar. <laughs> Um, but thank you for trying to cast some doubt. Yeah, baby. Uh, he looks physically, he looks great. Obviously, he's Kodabushi. He's so much skinnier. Yeah, so much lighter. They what was it on on night uh, the second match he had with Jetanella uh, yeah. at Spring Break? They announced him at ninety kilos, and I was like, "Whoa, he's a junior now!" <laughs> like what? Yeah, he's back to junior weight. Yeah, it's very noticeable, which is probably his more comfortable weight, truthfully. Sure. Um, because he looked good. He de- he definitely looks smaller though. Um, but I know these two have a better non blood sport match in them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think you and me can both agree to that. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think this match didn't have it did not. This match was I thought pretty good. It, it wasn't blow away the great that I wanted to have. It wasn't like super grapply or anything, but it also didn't have enough it was quick. It was quick. It didn't have enough striking that I would have hoped. I think yeah. it, it had the level of striking that you would expect in a normal Abushi Mike Bailey match. It was just, okay, they did the striking, and then what would make them also great is if there was ropes and you know turnbuckles and stuff. 
Um, yeah. That was that the the blood sport aspect caused this match to uh, be be somewhat of a letdown for me. Um, sure. it, I would if they amped the strikeage, maybe we could have gotten there for me, but they didn't quite get there for me personally. Um, yeah, no, it, for me it was, it was just. I know I liked it more than you. Yes, but at the same time. I would have just liked if this was his regular match of the weekend. I agree. I agree. <laughs> if you did, if you did, like, this is this is going to be weird. I mean. Because they had good parts that I was like, oh, if this was a real non-Bloodsport match, yes. it would have been fantastic. Like you said, it would have been even, it would have been great with ropes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And if they did that, I would have been more into it. I was just sort of like. That was fine. Like again, if they did like murder Abushi from the get go, and that was the entire match, that would have been, mm-hmm. I think, great. But they they didn't do that because they were trying to showcase Abushi again, and this was his first match. I think if this also wasn't his first match, maybe it could have helped. If this if his first match was like, well, no, I was gonna say if his first match no. versus Janela, but also I don't, don't think that's get me the case. Started. But if, if if his first match, if Abushi's first match was like a normal wrestling match, then maybe it could have actually been a. Uh, mm. uh, maybe the Bloodsport one could have come off a little bit better, but I don't know. Yeah, I will say by the end of this week, I was like, "Well, Ibushi still has it. He just needs the right opponents. He has something. I don't think he has. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't has think he was he... full on Ibushi either. I don't think he tried as much as he would say in a big spot. I don't think he has top of his game, New Japan Ibushi. I think well, that's asking for a lot, right off. Well, he's. He, I'm asking for a guy to come back from injury who was injured, who's been healthy for quite a while, to uh, have a great match. That's all I'm asking. Allegedly, for, for I'm asking for a Wrestle Observer Hall of Famer to have a great match. I don't think that's too much to ask while he's still in the prime well, of his life. In in the circumstances of who he was wrestling, I think it's too much to ask. Uh, that's in fair. the scenarios. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> if it was speedball versus him on spring break and it wasn't a good great match yeah then i get it yes but that but. that lack of striking by the way is like that was i joked about it first but that was sort of an overall thing i watched this entire show that harry smith jared kratos match you would expect a lot of striking no they did grappling you would Ugh. expect a lot of striking maybe um and bad tito tito and yuya yuamura no it was mostly grappling um Ugh. Tankman and Hammer, it's a guy named Hammer. No, it was all grappling. It, it was just a lot of it was too much. I like Mox and Cog. It was the most grapple fuck blood sport I've seen in quite a while. I thought Ooh. Moxley and Cog was good. Um Thatcher and Barnett I thought was pretty good too. I was shocked. That was a good grapple. That was a good grapple. That's what they do. I was shocked by the result. Legitimately shocked mm-hmm. to have Thatcher win and beat beat Barnett. Um I, you wanna, I want to talk about a match that I was shocked by, and uh, you're, I know you're never going to watch it. And I, this isn't really like an actual recommendation. The way you tried to sell me on it was like hilarious because like I'm very tempted, but at the same time, I can't do it. Well, it, it, I'm not necessarily trying to sell people on it. It's just it's one of those things of like, man, you got to watch this match and just see someone get super exposed and get super just utterly destroyed in a in a, and not in just like. Oh, they got out, 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 you know, they got destroyed by their offensive. No, they got like outworked, out wrestled, like, like showcased as like they are not a serious threat. 
just utterly exposed. And that was, of course, the Killer Kelly, a Marina Shafir match. There are so many moments in this match, Scotty, where Killer Kelly seemed legitimately scared of Marina Shafir. She looked like a fish out of water. There were moments where her eyes are super wide and she's scared of the moves that are happening. Um, She looked so out of it and it exposed her, I thought, so much that I... Now, to be fair, I didn't think Killer Kelly was a great wrestler to begin with. I thought she was fine. She can have a good match. I was mm. saw this and I was like, she, no, she's got nothing. She's destroyed. <laughs> I never want to see her wrestle again. Marina Shafir utterly decimated her in a way that made Killer Kelly look unbelievably out of her depth, uh, especially for someone named Killer Kelly. Uh, it just, it just, she is all, she is, she, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should say this. This is, this is my, uh, this is my true indictment of how I feel about Killer Kelly. She is the female Joe Hendry. <laughs> that is my indictment of Killer Kelly. All flash, zero substance. He doesn't believe in Joe Hendry or Killer Kelly. <laughs> That's a tag team I never want to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 it was unbelievable how much of that. I just wanted to talk about it because it was insane i watched that's what i mean it's like you have to watch in the sense of like unbelievable like oh my god just utterly destruction of an entire character live on on my television i believe in joe henry sorry next match the next show is there anything else you want to talk about from uh blood sport i don't really think um i thought it was john moxley's good i thought it was an okay show john moxley was good alex coglin i thought stepped up that was like the that was to me that was the match with the least grapple fuck yeah that wasn't uh speedball and coda's like five minute exhibition yes weirdly you know i'll say this also weirdly the i don't think weirdly but i thought what also was a good grapple fuck was uh blood sport johnny blood sport and royce isaacs i thought that was actually a pretty good grapple fuck it doesn't. I know it doesn't seem like it, but they, I thought they did a fairly good job with uh, Johnny Bloodsport out here balling. Yeah, baby. I just saw his shorts. So I was like, nope, can't do it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's move on to the next show, Hitchcock Memorial Show. This is the WrestleCon Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show, uh, taking place at the Globe Theater. Uh, Scotty, were you able to hear this? Ma- these uh, shows at the Globe Theater. No, you weren't able to hear the Globe Theater. I thought I hear thought, them. Yes. Yeah, I could hear them. I, that, I was I was trying to set you up for the for discussion about why the uh, sound of the Globe Theater. Oh, was sorry, sorry, sorry. God, you it, got me. I I, I, you, you gave me the you gave me the 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 soft toss, and I swung and missed. Um, yeah. So you, you're, you're, the, I, I I set him up, and you Brutus Creed all over all over my transition here, and by that I mean you airballed. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> the so so the globe theater sh- was so much better mic'd so it and it was all the high spot it was all the yes. wrestlecon shows that yes. did the globe theater and and the impact um, new japan show as well if i'm not mistaken yes right? yes which i believe was technically part of wrestlecon but not but was but wasn't but wasn't yeah. but was yeah, yeah um like they were they, they sounded so much better um 
and you know watching and i didn't get to watch all this show because i just needed a break yesterday i was like all right i found i've i found the limit <laughs> i need an hour before wrestlemania to not watch something yeah um but like i thought this show was really well mic'd tjpw had like the best crowd of the weekend we'll talk about that that was a very fun show which which made the show like 10 times better by default yes. we'll have uh, a whole conversation about crowds in a minute yeah oh oh los angeles you let me down for a lot of this week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yikes mm-hmm. there was a, a a decent crowd at this one i thought there was a couple matches yeah. that globe theater had good crowds too globe theater had good crowds i thought that the tokyo jushi pro crowd was fantastic i yeah. thought the impact crowd was fine this crowd was pretty good um yeah, because it it wasn't just that they showed like they were they sounded great, they were mic'd well, um, but then you know you could the crowd was into it. The crowd was mostly into what they were watching. There was some stuff where it took a little bit, um, but I I pretty much enjoyed everything that we got. I think crowd woke up a little bit with Blake Christian and Michael Oku to start. Uh, then they slept a little bit uh, during the next Kenta Brian Keith Daniels Tom Lawler match slept a little bit kind of into it the dragon negro costas match and then that lucha six man aramis uh, aramis <laughs> aramis ray horus and guy guy galeno del nal uh versus arez laredo kid and latigo that match kicked ass baby i'll tell you this much both lucha matches on this show the triple a mega title match the triple threat at the main event both of those matches kicked ass on the show 100 show uh matches of the night here this is my surprise face that lucha ruled the weekend they at lucha was phenomenal yeah. this week yeah. uh the galeno del mall is my motherfucking guy yes i watched that match i watched that match it was the last match i watched and i was like all right i need to take a break can i um i i i don't know he's if dr Wagner jr's brother i know but i don't know if this is too early too early to say this. This is the first match I've seen this guy, and I, I maybe I want to see something about it. You're think, gonna call him him? No, no, no. Him is of course Carl, Car, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, this guy, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he could be like the Walter of Lucha. You I kind of love it. I, I, I me, it's mostly the size. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, mostly a, the size. He is a. Fridge. I called him a tank yesterday. This yeah. man is a literal tank, and yeah. he's doing topes. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also he's also like quick. Yes, in that like he did like one. I think he did like a turnover knee on the ground at one point. I was like, "Whoa, yes. where the hell did that come from?" Yeah, this guy, this guy could be something. I don't know how I'm just hearing about him. Yes, but holy, I like him. If he gets the proper training. And, and and proper uh momentum like legitimately it's like walter was like that of of europe this guy could be like the walter maybe of uh of lucha wrestling in terms of is he? this 31? is a oh, so he's still young this is a huge guy that can do stuff that will blow your mind uh not in the sense of like he's gonna be slapping chopping and all that stuff yeah. that was uh undoubtedly a res for some reason uh chopping people up a storm that was latigo for some reason but uh, I, this the things he's able to do, just like I see him and he's like, you know, he's got it's the Walter Andre sort of like presence of like, holy shit, who the hell is that guy? 
and it makes you immediately uh, interested in what he's doing uh, and yeah, immediately yeah. invested in what the guy's doing. Oh, I forgot he did Glate. He did do Glate, and I want to go watch. Now I, I, I saw good things about that match, and now I'm like, well, I guess I got to go hunt down that match and find it. That's like the only place you can find his stuff. He So, so interesting thing about him. He, had, he started his career in December 2018 with one match. He had one match. So, really, he's only a, what, five-year, five four-year veteran? Counting, he's just counting coming pandemic of AAA or whatever. I don't know what is he wrestling in? Is it, does he? He's wrestling in I uh, IWRG. Okay, which I think people should give him a bigger spot after this weekend. Yeah. He, he has done AAA before though. Okay, has he? Okay, but he's done like one or two. He's done a couple spots, a couple spots in AAA. I need more of him. Yes, I think this was this was. You know, we'll talk about MVPs of the weekend. Um, but I thought this was like not necessarily an MVP spot, but this was like a guy that's like at, coming out of this weekend where it's like I want to see more of this guy. Yeah, he needs to be which booked more. I don't think there was enough of those. No, I think you know, br- put him on, put him on dark, put him on dynamite. I don't care. Br- br- do yeah, something with him. Yeah, yeah. Let's use some. Let's get Galano Demal cooking here. Let's get him cooking. Let's get. Him, let's just do. Let's just do the tag team. Has have we, his, don't, we don't get enough beefy guys. No, can has there been? Have they done a tag team? Uh, I assume of him and his brother. Uh, how, Noah, what are you doing? Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Ready, ready for this. He's in a stable. Did not know this, and I'm sure our lucha fans are hating me for this. He's in a stable in Mexico called the Golden Guns. Who would like to know who's in the Golden Guns? No, you were not a part of the Golden Guns. I want I, no. I I thought you said. I, I I'm pretty sure you said. Who wants to know? Oh, I said. Do you want to know? Guns. But uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah of actually. course I do. So we had, of course, Galena Domal, my guy. We have Bandito, my guy. We have Bandito's brother, if I'm not mistaken, Gravity, my guy. Well, we have <laughs> Ray Oros, oh, and Commander. That's a faction. Apparently, I'm going to give a call Tony Khan. <laughs> Bring the Golden Guns to the show. They're wish. a they're a big lucha, which if I'm not mistaken, big lucha. That is Bandito's. Yeah, that's Bandito's company. Uh, they are a faction of part of uh, big lucha. And holy shit, I got to hunt down some matches here. Do anything? Got anything? Uh, it, it, anything else in the Hitchcock show that you want to talk about? While I look into the Golden Guns, uh, I was gonna say you said the main event was good, right? I didn't watch any of it, so I can't say much. The main uh, event of the the Hitchcock you show. Said the main event was good. Main event I was, was great. Uh, main event was, I was fantastic. All... I went. That's not shocking. I went. Uh, four. How could it have been bad? Yeah, it it <laughs> had it had what I thought was great about the Commander Vikingo Supercard match plus Taurus. So, pretty can't good. See that being a bad thing. Can't see that being bad at all. Potentially better. I, I I would argue. I think I think I maybe said better. They were both no, great. I said the same. Fair. I said the same. Oh, uh, I, gave them, I gave them both fours. Um, but yeah, no, that main event was fantastic. What matches did you see from the show? Literally just the Daniel. Daniels, Lawler, Kenta, Keith, and then the trios match. So I didn't get to, uh, don't get to give my shots on the Tokyo Joshi Pro showcase. Unfortunately, I apologize, folks. 
There's and a... I didn't see I didn't see my boy Erie wrestle yet. Haven't seen him wrestle once. I there is a uh, Copa beginning the beginning cup for Big Lucha this, slash this, this guy is still looking for this. Oh my god! Galley slash Galley. This is uh, a bunch of people I've never heard of. A bunch of people I've never heard of, but a, a team of Bandino, Ray Orus, and Galena Del Mal. <laughs> so I mean, oh, okay, we'll go watch that match. Um. Anyways, back on track. We don't have time to look for Galeno Del Mal matches. I have all the time in the world to look for Galeno Del Mal matches. What was next? DDT? Uh, is there anything else from Hitchcock you want to talk about? Did you, did you I, like the I, Tokyo Joshi showcase match? I didn't watch anything besides two. I just said I didn't watch it. God, I can tell you're so locked in on Galeno Del Mal. You don't even know I'm here. Who? <laughs> DDT goes Hollywood. I watched... Uh, everything from the Higuchi tag to the main event, which I thought were pretty good. I, I watched the Higuchi tags. I don't know if this is everything. Saki, Kaimvert, Vixen, mm-hmm. Junaki and Eddie Kingston, and then Kanosuke versus Yuki Ueno. So you skipped the Janela Endo match. Yep. You know why? Why is that? Because Joey Janela stinks. Yeah, that was that wasn't the worst match of the group. It was in the middle well, of the road. Well, I mean, me. Saki Kaimer Viction was like two seconds, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, what do you think? Any what do you think of those matches? Um, I was not shocked that Kinosuke Takeshi and Yuki Oeno showed out. That was um, great. That was because they're excellent. Former tag their tag team. Well, they were. I mean, Kinosuke's not in DDT anymore, so they're not really a team anymore. But uh that was easily my match of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I thought seeing Eddie with June was great. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Like, um, nice little match too. Yeah, very basic match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Takeshi Masada and Nick Wayne need to have a match when Nick Wayne heads to DDT. Agreed. Agreed. Takeshi I... Masada has started wrestling within the past year. Yeah, he doesn't even have a cage match. I'm looking at it. Um, nope. Yeah, he's no. brand new. He is the Takeshi cho- Takeshita chosen one. Yeah. He he has something. He has he has that Nick Wayne. He has something energy about him. So I would love to see them mix it up too in DDT. Uh, the Endo Janela match I thought was you know that was totally fine too. Uh, there was some stuff in there that and Endo I love I love Endo. He's a great look. Um, there's stuff. I in there can't always do Endo matches because sometimes he's really boring. Oh, damn. He does like such amazing things, but like sometimes he like just tosses me a stinker once in a while. I'm like what the the hell man where'd that come from this wasn't maybe well i I haven't seen enough of endo to say something i didn't necessarily think this was a stinker it might be stinker. i saw how long it was and i was like nope 15 minutes not doing it that's fair after a was a 28 minute uh abushi janela match uh, you know you want to give the old this one the old pass i don't blame you uh but that takeshita ueno match that was great i loved that match i watched it this morning well one of the best uh, indie show matches of the week. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, the fu- this is like probably the best, maybe, I have to think it over, maybe the best match on Fight Plus uh, over the, from the weekend. I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say, you might be right. I was going to say the second. GCW week, match of the weekend, but it was technically Let, let me agree show. with you. I agree with you. Perfect. Perfect. perfect I just perfect. checked real quick. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the, 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 the Fight Plus match of the weekend. Uh, easily. This is, you know, Not this shocked. is. If you want to want to spend, you know, ten bucks on a on a match, you you. This is what you're getting. This is a great match. 
Um, definitely go out of your way to try to watch this, especially if you have Fight Plus. Do not sleep on that match. To uh, catch the baby. To catch the baby. Let's talk about the New Japan Impact show. The the Multiverse United, only the strong survive. Let's talk about that match. So, or that show. So they open up with the, we'll go match by match here uh, fairly quickly. We have the countdown to open it up. We have Gabriel Kidd versus Yuya Uemura. Of course, we, I want to talk about this match because I thought it was really good. I thought Kidd and Uemura showed out. I love seeing Kidd. Um, I think he is a fantastic wrestler. Um, and I thought these two just worked very well together at a short little eight minute match here. Um, just hard hitting, good action. Uh, I think Yu Yamura is he is he the mystery man in uh, New Japan? I don't know. He tweeted out that he's leaving the dojo or whatever, but I feel like he's left the dojo multiple times now. Uh, so I don't know, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good opener. Yeah, that was a good way to kind of make someone buy a show. Mm-hmm like oh here's the type of action you can get um i knew this would be good so i wasn't like shocked that these two had a nice little uh little opening match here i like both of them a lot mm-hmm. you know I've, I've sung the praises of gabriel kid on this before the fact that him and eddie kingston are going head to head again gets me very excited yeah uh, because i love that match yeah. um but yeah you you look good he won with a diving cross body Ooh, uh i don't know if you saw this but this just in the Tony Khan announcement has been updated from important to very important. Isn't it just going to be the third show? Probably. It's probably going to be the third show. But still, we went from important to very important. Well, I will say, I guess I, there's no other better place to toss us in. We're on Jay White Watch, folks. We, we are, are. You officially are. on Jay White Watch. If he doesn't show up today, and if he doesn't show up Monday... That man, I think, is all elite. Yeah, baby. So for you watch for all of you at home watching <laughs> watching mm-hmm. and hoping mm-hmm. that Jay White goes one place or the other, this is the time. Um I'm basically very concerned. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure Jay White is too if he's going to WWE. There's not enough reports about Jay White not going to WWE. <laughs> yeah. There's only reports that he might be. Yes. Um which ultimately makes me think that in the end he will. But hey, we're gonna see if he's gonna debut. It has to be today or mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, no other time will make sense for him. Yes, that's why I think it's 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 coming. It's coming or it's not. And, end story. And you bring it up at the important announcement, Tony Khan thing, because it's not uncommon for Tony Khan's announcements to be signings. No, and the rookie Starks juice feud continues on Wednesday. The it's match, all that, that, been set up. That match happens to be on this Wednesday with the important announcement. And that feud happened to start with the Bullet Club logo and a little fake out. Uh, so I, I don't know. That that feud and how it was set up was weird to me. And that was a flag in my brain. But you know, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just the show. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, next match. Uh, the scramble match for the X Division title. This is Trey Miguel is able to successfully defend his title against Rocky Romero, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, Clark Connors, and Kevin Knight. I thought this was also a pretty good match. I like the finish here of Clark Connors almost getting the victory, but Trey Miguel scooping it up at the very end of Clark Connors getting the spear and then Trey Miguel, you know, throwing around the ring and pinning the pinning whoever it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, nice multi-man action. 
uh, of the multi-man matches on this show, which there were a lot of them, this was my favorite by far. Uh, I thought it was Tell me good. if you've heard this before. This was not my favorite multi-man match. Um, Have I heard that before? Then no. No, my favorite was the match I expected to actually be my favorite. So, um, favorite overall match. Uh, but this this was fine. Uh, Clark Connors showed out again because mm-hmm. that's what he does. He does it every time he gets an opportunity. And I thought Kevin Knight looked good too. Mm, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, yeah. One half of what was it, the jet the jet streakers? That's not right. Jet setters. That's jet sets sets. They're fighting. Uh, catch twenty two. Jet set radio. They announced today. They're Ooh. fighting Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, they're announcing a bunch of matches. Uh, is it at the uh, Collision shows? I have no idea. Perfect. Makes sense. <laughs> it would make sense. Uh, next match was the, uh, the weird multi-man of a bunch of people that were available: Alex Coughlin, Callahan, Fred Rosser, and PCO versus Jared Kratos, Tom Lawler, Eddie Edwards, and Joe Hendry. I was stupidly entertained. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Jr. Kratos did a dive and. PCO almost killed himself and Alex Kratos across the ring. Yeah, that's probably why I had so much fun. Um, and I had low expectations, so that always helps. That's true. I, I, I share a sentiment, similar sentiment. Uh, plus, uh, it got Eddie Edwards and Kenta backstage, and now we have a match between the two at a collision show. GHC so. heavyweight champions, baby. Yeah, baby. Jeff Cobb versus Moose. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, I pretty good. Little let down. Little let down. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good. Some uh, heavy meat going around over here. Yeah, it was heavy meat. I just, uh, I think Moose should learn how to fucking put something into a strike. All right, that's fair. He was, he's like, he's been working a lot of flip do stuff recently. So he's he's like tapping Cobb and like hit him. If you're gonna hit him, hit him harder. Like actually do it. Yeah. Um, that that pissed me off a little. But uh, it was good. It was good. Just I, I, I expected more. All right, that's fair. I think that's totally. I've fair. seen Moose have great showings against like Ishii and stuff like that mm-hmm. on these types of shows. Mm-hmm. So maybe I let myself down thinking it. But I don't know. Jeff Cobb's really good. Why would I? Why would I think he could have done it with Jeff Cobb? I guess. Yeah, I mean Jeff Cobb is no Ishii. Uh, to be fair. No, no, but I mean I'm talking about strikes here. Am I not? And Ishii yes. throws harder strikes. So, like, what the hell? That's true. That is true. Um, next match, uh, the four-way for the number one contenders for the uh, upcoming women's title match at Rebellion. Mio Yamashita versus Deanna Perrazzo versus Giselle Shaw versus Masha Slamovich. It was Deanna Perrazzo that ended up getting the victory. I would have loved right. it. If what they- matters is I was right. Yes, that you you called Diana as the uh, a smart decision. You and I both hoped that Yamashita could have gotten the win because why not? Just just do it, Booker. She's here, but uh, uh, no, they went with the safe, obvious choice of Diana. Especially if you know, you know, seeing that this was uh, potentially replacing as a champion makes sense for Diana. Yeah. You know this. You know this match reminded me. What's that? That Diana Peraz was very good. Yeah, she's I, good. it's been a while since I've been reminded that Deanna Parasso is like good. And yeah. no offense to Mickey James, but this match was better with Masha than it would have been with Mickey. Just the truth. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought Mia looked good, obviously. You know, she you know, she she flashed her strikes really well in there. Um I thought Masha did, was a good job. Did a good job. Masha did great. I thought Giselle did good too. Um yeah. I think everyone did 
you know, clicked the role perfectly. Obviously, we uh, Giselle Shaw is way better than I, every time I see her. I'm like, man, she's way better than I remember her. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But by the way, I, good time to say uh, we we support Giselle Shaw after the shit that she had to deal with this week. Yeah. Um, just want to put that out there while we're while we're sitting here talking about it because uh, otherwise she may not come up in the conversation. But good four way, good good four way and. Like I said, Deanna was Deanna was a smart choice. You put your you put your longtime ace back in the world title picture mm-hmm. when you need her most. So yeah. good, pretty good match. Fuck Rick yeah. Steiner. Um, Bingo. Mo- moving on to the next match, uh, the multi man tag team match here: Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hayes versus Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. It was the Bullet Club. Ace Austin and Chris Bay that able to retain their titles. Uh, I thought this was good. Thought it was this good. was my favorite match of the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Why is Which that? Maybe speaks to I was let down elsewhere. Um, but I don't know. I just thought everyone clicked really well. I thought like the weakest part of this match in quotes, because mm-hmm. I don't think they're weak, but the, like the TMDK team, I thought did really well. Yeah. That bad dude Tito had a good showing. Motor City machine guns were stellar. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie were great. Bullet Club was great. Like I, I just had a good time. Like it was, it was, it was fast, mm-hmm. compact. Mm-hmm. Did everything it was supposed to do. I walked away happy. Also walked away saying I need to see Aussie Open against everyone for now on. Yes, that's yeah. pretty much where I am now. I think Aussie Open might be the best tag team in the world right now truthfully i just i think they're so untouchable every time they step in a tag match i agree um, which makes me sad that i don't think their match with the young bucks was as great as it would be if it was like more meaningful than hey let's just toss this on rampage Agreed. um but yeah i thought this was really good yeah i i think i think Aussie open are fantastic i i love them so much i think they're they are they were my tag, if I remember correctly, they were my tag team of the year last year. Um, I think their their work rate, the dynamic between the two wrestlers themselves of Fletcher and Davis, yeah. and which showcased even more in the New Japan Cup, uh, is fantastic. Uh, their chemistry is fantastic. Their move sets are fantastic. Their uh, work schedule is makes me. Uh, I, I see them popping up everywhere, and I'm liking every single match I'm seeing them in. Um, I yeah. just think they're they're undoubtedly for me right now the tag team of, of of today, undoubtedly, and it's just a matter of time for them to get the proper recognition that I think they deserve. Um, mm. It's just a matter of when that will be. If not last year, I don't know when it's going to be, but perhaps uh, Saturday. Perhaps Saturday. Oh, this upcoming they're, Saturday. It's the current Genesis. For the belts. Uh, I was, I, for some reason, I thought you were talking about like lat yesterday, and I was like, what? <laughs> what happened? What? Who? Huh? Huh? Uh, they show up at WrestleMania. Um, oh no! They have big matches coming up. They yeah, have this, yeah. and then they have the uh, New Japan Strong Tag Title Match, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. silly. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, next match was uh Kashida versus a guy who originally said he was injured. Uh, for the weekend, he just didn't want to wrestle in GCW. Yeah, fine. we all we all know what the truth. Uh, versus Leo Rush. Uh, what do you think of this match? I enjoyed it. I think I wish the crowd was better. Yes. This was the match where I was like, the impact crowd is showing. And it's really angering me right now. Not just the impact crowd, but this was also 
what this is starting to get into well, i was, I was going to say starting to get into late night for us you know them i don't know what time it was but they after all the multi-mans i think they were starting to get tired out a little bit yeah yeah it was like the last show of the day stuff like that mm-hmm. um but i thought they had really good work in there leo rush is on fire um i thought Kashida looked good i just always like to say though Kashida has worse matches when he's not wearing the uh time time machine shorts Agreed. When he's wearing those tights, I get a little angry. I'm like, Argh. the little trunks. Yeah, the trunks. The trunks equals NXT Kashida, and it eh. doesn't work, doesn't quite work. Still good though. Still good. Um, New Japan Strong Openweight Title Match: Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki. I thought this was two great. This was two great Japanese workers working their American styles together. Yep, sure were. Sure were. You know, we got a little fun in there when they started just slapping the piss out of each other's mouths. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we got, this is what we got. We got old school Kenta for a second. Yep. You got a lot of new school Kenta. Yep. And we got Minoru Suzuki in America. So take that for what you will. It's a, it'll never be a bad match. It'll never be a great match. Correct. Correct. We're, we are that point in Suzuki's career where he is not having great matches. He's having good matches, which is fine. I'll take it. And that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's uh, like 50 something. I, I don't care. And the main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey. Of course, this was supposed to be Osprey at one point, and then Hiroshi Tanahashi popped up, and I thought he did a very good job. Uh, it wasn't what I was necessarily maybe hoping for in a match between these two. I think the Osprey match would have been way better. Um, borderline great, probably better than great. I don't know. It could have been the match of the weekend. I don't know, but I thought this was a, a pretty good match, and I think Tanahashi did a very good job. And Mike Bailey did a very good job against Tanahashi. Yeah. So when do I, I'm gonna have my conversation about speedball now? Okay. Um, yeah. You told me that you had a surprise speedball take for me. And yeah. I, I'm so uh, now. he. He's only ever gets to the level of great when he wrestles a very specific opponent. I've decided he isn't. He isn't in the Osprey realm. In the to me, he can't be in the best in the world realm because if he's wrestling a more rounded guy like a Tanahashi or someone of that magnitude, Mm -hmm. he's not going to get to the highest level because his match style doesn't fit Mm -hmm. theirs at all. Like, like, right. It it happens a lot. I've noticed this a lot of his matches. He'll get his leg worked on and it won't matter. He'll, and that's not something I usually give a shit about, but when I've seen it about 55 times, it starts to like, all right, his formula is becoming really formulaic yeah like oh look he hit the moonsault oh look he hit the Mm -hmm. thing on the uh apron oh look like it's things like that maybe that's why i like the code of match so much because it wasn't at all his usual uh format and i think speedball is a great wrestler i do Mm -hmm. well yeah i think he's a great wrestler just he's not in that best of the world conversation because I don't think he can bring the best out of maybe someone you may see lower than him. And this match was like, all right, Tanahashi's older. I know that. Yeah. This was also Tanahashi's best match of the week. I'll say that too. 
because I did not like the match with Daniel Garcia all that much. I thought it was fine, mm-hmm. aggressively fine, um, which is shocking because I did think that was going to be better. But Tanahashi's knees looked like they were uh, fucking wrecked on in that show. He mm-hmm. looked like he looked rough. Yeah. Uh, but like with speedball and I watched so many speedball matches this week. So I feel like I walk away saying this. It's like, it, it really just depends on his opponent and to get the best version of speedball, Mike Bailey. Um, because if you have someone that's not going to work his leg, then the match is just going to click better. Yeah. Because if someone wastes their whole, t- their entire offense, taking this guy's leg out, just for him to do all his stuff, it's like, okay, well, there was no point. And yeah. and some matches he has, so I've watched him sell it well. It's just not all matches. And maybe that's a me problem. No. It could be a me problem. I don't think that's a you problem at all. I, he's had, like, a match where he sell, sold the leg well and, like, impact. I think one of those trending yeah. matches, he's done a good job in that. Uh, I think I think it was the hard to kill one. It's his, maybe it's his indie matches where he does this more. I think I think part of what you're talking about in terms of like the formula becoming obvious is that yeah. like last year was such a showcase for Mike Bailey and he was undoubtedly the MVP and then he mm. ultimately became the uh, uh, indie wrestler of the year. Uh, I from think, that performance alone, from that performance alone, he got him a lot of votes. Um, but I think like that was a year ago and we've seen a year of Mike Bailey showcase matches and, and, and impact matches and different things. At a certain point, we have reached the point of, of, okay, I know how this guy works. He needs to get to the next thing. And I think, I don't think Mike Bailey has gotten to the next thing, whatever that next thing is. I do think the Osprey thing could have brought that out of him. Yes. I think Abushi brought a little bit of that out of him in a different so way. I think the Osprey style fits him better. Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, it just, it is, and he, that's what he needs to figure out. He needs to work with a guy like Osprey, I think, to get him to the next level of what I, how I can evolve my style a little bit to become more uh, main event worthy. Mm. I think at the end of the day. You know, last week I said that after the whole impact debacle that maybe Mike Bailey should be their, uh, their their title holder, um, and maybe after this weekend, I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't necessarily know if he uh, he 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 has main event level yet. Um, yeah. I think he's lost some momentum a little bit after this weekend in a weird way. After having a schedule that is undoubtedly uh, anyone would be jealous to have, um, I just think that's. It. And to be fair, he also was wrestling some of the best wrestlers and wrestled three of them in like a four hour period. So. Yeah, he was probably super tired and all that stuff. But you know, don't wrestle all those matches. Have great matches. Yeah. Right. Don't do ten in three days. Do five. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. I understand why he does it, and I appreciate him. I just. It's also like, when are you gonna wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi ever again? Yeah. Exactly. Like, or Osprey. Yeah. Like it was Osprey originally. So, yeah. there's my point. Um. Like. I think he had some good matches, but nothing reached the level that I think I think he reached so many times last year. Yes. Um, and maybe that's just because of kind of what we said, which is what my whole point was, is that he he's he's very good, if not great, but he's also not a best in the world candidate to me. No. Until he f- makes the next step. 
I think the next step, hopefully, maybe, is him. He's already been announced for one of the collision shows and like a multi-man tag. I think him trying to work new more New Japan dates, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, talking about that Osprey stuff, I think maybe that could get help him change his craft a little bit. Put him in put him in the super juniors. Yeah. I think that I think that would be a great use of his his ability. I think that would be a good way to get him some more stuff. Because I think he does need something new. And I don't think Impact is... Impact is a good spot for him in the States, but it's not something that will evolve him creatively or evolve him wrestling art-wise or whatever. It just He right. just needs something. He just needs a new thing, a new uh, arrow in his quiver, basically. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, He's be challenged. Yeah, yeah. Um, let us talk about... Let's... Hold on, let me let me adjust let me adjust my monitor here. Let me adjust and then we'll go up here. We gotta Scotty, you're gonna join me? Are you gonna join me up here? You're gonna join me up here? I'm standing to deliver our review on NXT Stand (sighs) and Deliver. For whatever reason I wrote I linked the wrong link and I have Gringo Locos the World of Lucha on here. Let me see if I can find the NXT show stand and deliver. Did you were and deliver? I'll ask you, Scotty. Were you a stand and deliver for this show? I don't even know how to respond to that. But either way, the answer is probably no. Were you a were you a stand were you a stand and deliver for this show? I don't even know how to answer this. I'll answer it for you. This show fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, this show was a this show was a clunker. This uh I'm sure they had some they had some decisions <laughs> that were not good. This well, I gotta adjust myself. This, this show, show fucking sucked. sucked. <laughs> this show sucked ass and i don't care if you're dropping in this show for the first time because it's like oh <laughs> wrestlemania and all that stuff i appreciate it i would love for you to stay but i'm we're also here to give you our honest thoughts i despise this show i despise and and i hate we talk about formulaic wrestling there is nothing more formulaic than nxt right now we're, we don't want. We weren't planning on talking about this goddamn pay per view, but Scotty and I, for whatever reason, had freak time and decided to watch it. And it was awful. It was so bad. There wasn't. Let me look at my notes. Let me look at my match ratings. Can I? Can I say this for sure? Yeah, there was only one good match on this show. One. Maybe two. Do you want to argue mm. the the the? Uh, Dragon Lively. Lee match? Well, argue the Dragon yeah, Lee match? Yeah, it, uh... show stunk. It, uh... Stinky, stinky, poop, poop, pee. <laughs> this show I never want to see. It... <sighs> you can write that on, put that on a t-shirt. How do I... How do I... How do I put my thoughts into... So... So, here's... Here's the official problem. With NXT. I'm going to tell everyone the problem with the current NXT. And it's besides... not, and it will tell you now. It's not Marina Shafir. 
it's Michael Hickenbottom. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you the problem in the way they lay out their shows. For some fucking reason, they felt the need to get everyone on this goddamn show. And thus, and thus, you leave almost every match set up to fucking suck. Yeah. Because let me tell you, folks. Let me talk you, to you. Let me talk to you. Yeah. When you put almost all your good wrestlers into one match and it doesn't stand and deliver, <laughs> you fucks. It's because you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. You know what would have been really good, Ryan? What? If you had Dragon Lee versus Wesley. Yes. You know what would have been really good, Ryan? If you what? did Ilya Dragonov and Axiom. You know what would have been really good, Ryan? If Jamie McDonough went and fucked himself because he fucking blows. You know what would have been really good, Ryan? If Roxanne Perez had a normal fucking match. That would have been fucking good. I just shut everything. I don't even know what happened. I think I broke my computer. <laughs> oh, You're still here. Don't worry about it. But you know, you know what, you know what you could have done. You could have had real matches. But no, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta fit everyone in because everyone's gotta stand and deliver. You, not you. No, I know. NXT's upset me. I okay. Every match, and I'll, let me talk about. The, let me talk to you. Let me, Scotty. Let me talk to you. This style of booking. And it's a WWE style of booking, and it happened at WrestleMania for a couple matches. You already mentioned that there's some matches that have NXTisms, and it's really ultimately it's shitty WWE booking. But that's all NXT is. Every match in NXT, and every match, and a lot of matches in WWE, in order to protect every single person, they and not do a clean finish like the John Cena Austin Theory stuff. But it's it's not just doing like weird stuff or whatever, or low blows or whatever. It is especially bad in NXT. And what I'm trying to say is that in NXT, match results do not happen until something from outside the match itself takes place. Want to know what those things are? Want to know what those things are? It is. Let me pull up the match list here. It is. Candice LeRae getting involved in the Grayson Waller match. The Johnny Gargano match. It is the Joe Coffey appearance during the tag team title match. It is Dexter Loomis helping his kayfabe wife, Indy Hartwell, into the victory. It is... Um, blah, 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 blah. It is the purse. The purse! Uh, the show... It, listen. it is out, outside of the own match... Other things have to happen that don't involve the participants in the match have to happen for the conclusion of the match to happen. The match will just continue Every... until Joe Coffey gets involved, until Candice LeRae gets involved, until a purse isn't involved, until Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell can't climb a ladder, even though her leg was never worked on once during the entire match to, to have Dexter Loomis help her. Because she can't be an independent that... woman that don't need no man. There was... <laughs> There was only one match that had no distractions. Yeah. No one match. Run-ins. And that was the five way. That was the only match. Correct. That had nothing. Everything else had something. And that is a problem. That is a problem. Listen, listen, listen. I just praised the hell out of WrestleMania. They did a great job with WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
And you know why? Because that's the show Triple H runs now. He doesn't run NXT anymore. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it when you watch these shows. I shouldn't need the fake turn of Duke Hudson and mm -hmm. Dexter Loomis and Joe Coffey mm -hmm. and Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae's running was the only good one. Yeah. By the way. Because, the it, because it made logical sense. It her, She did not come into the ring unless Dex until uh, uh unless Grayson Waller was in like in you know ad attacking her verbally and yelling at her about yeah. something that only the only thing that made sense now that had to happen for the match to eventually get to its conclusion but it was caused by someone in the match to get there within the confines of the match itself if he didn't do that Kansas wouldn't have gotten involved and then once she did, it was come up and it made logical sense. It was fucking psychology, the thing that they should be learning in this fucking PC. But no, we're learning how to take bumps and learning how to catch dives by our guest coach, The Miz. No shit. Uh, let's let's let, let's get into it. First match, I didn't understand what was happening. Um, the Rock's daughter did nothing. Awful. Uh, Awful. Tyler Bate is wasted, and there you go. Tyler Bate's on the fucking pre-show. I, I, I don't even know why he was in this match. I, I, I don't. I, I'm missing the the. I did not watch NXT, <laughs> but even then, I don't understand why Tyler Bate is here. I was like, is he dating Thea Hale? Is that the thing? <laughs> and it's like, no, she's nope. she's dating uh Nathan Frazier. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I was like, why is why is why is he here? What is the point? It's it it was. Is he listen, part of? Is he part of Chase? You? Why is he learning from Andre Chase? He's one of the best wrestlers they have in the company. He's doing nothing. Again, my point exactly of they put their best wrestlers in the weirdest of matches. Anyways, I'm not talking about this anymore. Let's get to the let's get to the wounds ladder. There's a guy named was... There's a guy named Jagger Reed. <laughs> here's what i want to say about the women's ladder match why are you putting women mm -hmm. who so half of them are still learning how to wrestle yes or 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 or, or or don't do ladder matches because you don't learn how to do a ladder match why are you putting them in a ladder why i don't get it you have roxanne perez right roxanne perez is the best wrestler in this match it isn't close Okay, and she was the only reason that any of this match had anything work, and it's because she's good. Okay, mm -hmm. Zoe Stark, she's fine. She's not a bad wrestler. I like Zoe. Larry of Lara whatever the hell her name is, Vicaria Valkyria. Lyra. She's, she's she impressed me because she's very athletic. I I don't think I've ever seen her wrestle. I, I remember she was Aofi Valkyrie or something yeah, yeah. in uh, UK, and I was like, oh, she's actually having an impressive showing. Tiffany Stratton almost died. Yep. Holy shit. 15 she's, foot fall onto nothing. She's no doubt about it, the, a future women's champion in this company. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. I know that. Because yes. she's not bad. She has the look. It's very easy to figure out where she's going to go in this company. Good for her. She she's has the look, and she's a better wrestler than Carmella. She's a better wrestler she's than She's a better Chelsea wrestler Green. than the NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell, well, which I'll get to. She's she's a better – she is the character of the beauty person 
but she's a way better than any character that they currently have in the main roster that fills that role. Yes. She so uh, she it, the better she gets, she will be want to talk about WrestleMania wrestlers, she will probably I think be their new uh Trish Stratus. Legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she's very good uh for her skill level, but again, why are we putting this poor girl in a ladder match? Yes. When uh, she's wrestled for a year pretty much. Take months off of her life of that fall. <laughs> no shit. Gigi Dolene's one of the veterans of this match, but I mean, I don't think she's all that good. And Indy Hartwell stinks. Yeah. Indy Hartwell, I remember when she, they were doing the, the way stuff back in the day, and I was like, oh, yeah, she had some potential. When she was teaming with Candace, she didn't look all that bad. Yeah. She's bad. Well, she was in a tag she's... team match of fucking Candace LeRae, of course. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, hey. I had the Lorray color uh, color goggles, I guess, on. Yeah, and it confused me. Yeah, but like, and the fact that they picked her to win, I was just like, "What? Are you, what is this company?" The Roxanne Perez story stunk. It stunk. stunk. You did all that to crown Indy Hartwell. That's what you did. What? Yeah, no bad, no bad, bad ladder match, dangerous ladder match. That's why I'm so mad. Unnecessary ladder match. That you know, I think that's why I'm so mad at this and what they did. Listen, listen. You are you are a developmental product. Yeah. 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 Why are you putting so many people in a ladder match? And maybe it's because I'm coming off the ring of honor match where I saw someone snap their leg in half. So I'm a little extra teed up and angry. But I watched Tiffany Stratton almost watched her career pretty much end because she fell from the freaking top of the tallest ladder down to the floor and no one caught her. You know why? There was three people there and no one caught her. Not a single person. I felt so bad. I was legitimately angry at that point. Yes. I was like, this shouldn't be happening. This is dangerous. You are, you guys are the company that do all these things safe. And this is what you did. You put a bunch of, Women who don't have probably either never wrestled in a ladder match or shouldn't be because they're still learning. Ugh, like, I understand Valkyrie's a veteran. Yeah. Gigi's a veteran. Roxanne, I guess Roxanne Perez is technically a veteran. Zoe Stark's a veteran as well. But that doesn't that doesn't mean you could do a ladder match. No one's a veteran of the ladder match. Yeah. No one. And when you're when you're not teaching things like this, because who would? It just it just boggles my mind. Have a normal match. If you were gonna have a ladder match, you would have had it with the five way, not this. And if you're not confident in people catching people, don't do a ladder match or do a ladder match and don't do a spot like that. Ugh. Don't like it, the, like the problem with NXT right now is that they feel like they have to do spots in the match and produce matches a specific way based off of previous matches and the history of WWE and how their house style is. The problem with NXT and the Performance Center is that they do not hide mistakes from people. They just do the match anyways, and people will cheer them on and say the great wrestlers and all that other stuff. The problem is that they are not ready to do all these spots. So don't have them do these spots. They're not great at every single thing. Don't have them do every single thing. I mean... It's just ridiculous. What are we doing? Anyway, tag team match. Mark Coffey, Wolfgang, defeat Brutus and Julius Creed versus Tony D'Angelo and Channel Lorenzo. 
Bruce and Creed, Bruce Creed just whiffs, whiffs. I don't even know what they're trying to do. Like, in no way, if he hits them, would have been safe. No, he's done the match several times before, and he basically just does that and just hits the ground, and that's it. It's not a great safe spot. No, but like the way they did it, yeah, on the floor with the tall one, like that top guy, yeah. yeah. But he, but ultimately, he whiffs it completely. Whiffs it. Uh, I did not like this match. I thought it was aggressively fine. I mean, I I was so. If you want to know my star rating, my star rating is the same number of matches that uh, the family had together before <laughs> they had a tag title shot on a pay per view. Um, two baby, two matches. They had two matches: Tony D'Angelo and Channing Lorenzo teaming up together, and then now here at Santa Deliver having a tag title match. Why are they having it? No idea. Just because we need champions, we need tag title people. Yeah, um, I think the Creeds are going to be great. I think they've shown signs. I don't um, think they were but- great here. I honestly no. do not think they were great here. No, I don't remember many things they did besides the big miss, to be fair. Um, I think they're going to be great. I think I think they're very raw still is why they're not getting called up anytime soon because they just do a lot of things and see what happens. It's like they do a lot of things and see what sticks. I think they're going to be a great tag team and maybe, you know, maybe Julius and Brutus can both break off and do their own thing sure. um, eventually because they're very good athletes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's just they are still very raw and uh who gives a shit about joe coffee joe coffee is not a good guy i'll tell no you no one cares i'll tell you who didn't give he a shit stinks. about joe coffee the crowd <laughs> the crowd had no idea who that was because another issue that i have of nxt this time and this is one of the reasons why we don't talk about nxt that much but for some reason you and i both watch the show but another reason that nxt sucks right now is because sean michaels used to book nxt uk he has a lot of respect and understands the stories and a lot of the stuff for these wrestlers, right? So yeah. when it comes time to have him book NXT and we're collapsing NXT UK, Shawn Michaels is like, well, I'm going to introduce these guys and make them feel as important. Problem is, is NXT was already a faction of the WWE audience. NXT UK is a super faction of your NXT audience. No one knows who these people are, Sean. I know who they are. Scotty knows who they are because we're fucking nerds at this shit. The average NXT fan who is a hardcore version of the average WWE fan has no idea who this person is, has no idea who Wolfgang and Mark Coffey are. And you're not doing enough to showcase who they are to this new audience. You are expecting the audience for whatever reason, Sean, which is the same problem, which is a why a lot of the NXT call-ups do not work at first when they come to the main roster WB For years, this has been happening. I've been talking about this for years. Is because your audience does not, legitimately, does not know who they are. So stop booking them like they're a big thing. Stop expecting them to be a big thing and stop acting like it because what happens of NXT. At the, at the peak of NXT... Peak NXT time with all these call-ups happening and everyone's excited about it and people are like, oh, why aren't they getting bigger spots? It's because at the peak of that, you look at the rate TV ratings, you look at the number of subscribers that the Peacock or whatever network has, and it is half, half the number of people that are subscribed to the network. If you want to say every single network person is watching NXT versus the TV ratings, it was half. Even if 1.5 million people are watching NXT every single week, on 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 uh on uh WB network, three million people watching the main roster. Half of your crowd had no idea. There's a whole controversy about I'm I'm 
I should stop talking. I need to stop talking because I'll keep going on about this. Suffice to say, a problem of NXT right now is the crowd has no idea who NXT UK people are. We can't act like we do. And Shawn Michaels <laughs> is acting like we knew. And we need Yeah, to and the show. one that they do is teaming with Chase U. <laughs> they know who Tyler Bate is. Yes. And yet he's teaming with Chase U. Yes. Whatever, man. Uh, that's next. a great point. Multi-man match. Wes Lee versus Axiom versus Dragon Lee versus Ilya Dragunov versus J.D. McDonough. Pretty good McDonough stinks. And this isn't just because of him being, you know, scummy from speaking out. He is not good. He's a bad pro wrestler these days. Yes. I would not say he is a bad wrestler. But I would say he's a bad wrestler these days because his gimmick is that he's like a chicken shit heel that also can fight, you know, like he is a guy that does not want to be involved, but he can fight. Just be a fighter like he like his best time was when he was an OTT being like a baby face guy. And he had that super huge crowd reaction when he beat, I think, Walter at the time. Uh, He's not working as a heel. His style of heel work is weird and doesn't make any sense to me. He doesn't really work. Doesn't really work. Beyond that, thought it was a pretty good match. I thought Ilya was great. I thought Dragon Lee looked pretty good. I thought Axiom was good. I thought Wesley was good. JD McDonough was just weird. I wasn't into him, but you know, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Multi-man, you know, it's fine. It was my like twelfth multi-man I've seen that weekend. But uh it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. It uh Bad for the wrestlers that were in there. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked, like you said at the top, I would have liked to see a singles match between Wes Lee and Dragon Lee. But, you know, we didn't get it. So who cares? Yeah. Let down for sure. What was a let down? Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller. I thought this match was pretty great. Yeah. This is the best match of NXT. Shocking. Johnny Gargano saved the day in NXT. And Grayson Waller, I think, is the best wrestler in that company in NXT right now. Wow. I think he is. Undoubtedly. After this, I do after not this, think he's better than Dragon Lee. Oh, well, I've, <laughs> I, I haven't seen enough of NXT Dragon Lee to. to I don't think he's better time. than Tyler Bate, but Tyler Bate's a loser now, so maybe he is. <laughs> How, some of the guy being pushed and having good matches and having showcase matches and all this stuff, it's Grayson Waller, I think, is the best guy. Asian Waller's weird to me because, like, he's just the new version of the Miz. <laughs> like, that's his gimmick. Yeah, but he can new go. Miz. Miz can yeah, no, go. he can go on, like, the Miz. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but he is the new version of the Miz, without yeah. a doubt. Like, that's going to be his spot, yeah. um, which is fine. I mean, that b- makes you a world champion. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, if that works. Hey, look, if if Ali's the new, we got to find the new versions of people. If Ali's the new Dolph Ziggler, then Grayson Waller can be the new Miz, and that's fine. And the Miz and Dolph Ziggler will still be around for another ten years, so that's fine. Johnny Gargano is still Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. He did great. Waller did great. This was a. This was a very good match. This uh, was a match good match. Show this easily. Was a, this was a good match that reminded the NXT crowd how great Johnny Gargano used to be, <laughs> or you know, still is because I thought this was a great match. I should say, but he's still good. He just. Not main He's roster. Nerd on the main roster. Disappeared. He doesn't exist. Doesn't exist the main roster over there. Yep. Fallon Henley and Kiana James versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. 
This stunk. Stunk ass. This managed to be the worst match of the night. Congratulations. I don't know who Fallon Henley is. I don't know who Kiana James is. They stink. They're terrible. There was something with a purse. Someone tried <laughs> to tell me it might be a hammer. I said, what? And we moved on. This stunk. Last time I checked, purses don't look like hammers. Stunk. Next it's match. Stunk. Next main event. Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, womp, womp, <laughs> womp. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was fine. It was just it like better than that Apollo Cruz. Couldn't Hayes, man. I said this earlier with Theory and Cena. I'm gonna say it again. They couldn't help themselves. <laughs> if you want to crown Carmelo Hayes, just have him win clean one time on the show. Win clean. It would have been a better match. It would have been a better finish. Instead, you have Trick Williams, who got kicked out from ringside, come in and smash him in the back of the head with the title. Okay, great. Carella Hayes goes on to win the match, and then Braun's like, good job. You beat me fair. No, he didn't. Why are you saying good job? You should be pissed. Why? Also, more importantly, why is the guy that's more ready winning the NXT championship? Why is he the one winning the title? I was like, okay, Carmelo Hayes should not win this. He should get called up. He's fine. He's ready. He's got his character. He's got his persona. He's got his confidence. He's good in the ring. He's safe in the ring. He's ready to get called up. He's also older than Braun Breaker. But no, that didn't happen, Ryan. No, he lost. I mean, he won. He lost, but he won. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think he could be an actual star. Um, And now he's going to be stuck in NXT for longer. Yes, I get it. He has the NXT championship. Is he a guy that deserved the NXT championship? Yeah. T- championship? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But he could have did it five months ago. He could have. <sighs> well, I'm glad that he won because if he didn't win, then all those skipped after parties wouldn't have been worth it. And uh... You're right. You're right. The life of the party. Done. Gone. Bamboozled. Yeah. Um. It, it, that's the thing, though. Like, the match was fine. The di- the NXT title matches are probably going to be better now because Carmelo Hayes is champion. Agreed. Um, depending who he faces, hopefully anyone that's not blockhead in the uh, five-way. Um, but that would the, be nice. The problem is, is that Carmelo Hayes now has to figure out how to – and I think he can do it because I think he's charismatic and, and has enough ideas about it all. But he has to figure out how to maintain his momentum and not get that crowd – which always happens in NXT nowadays to turn on him. It is totally possible that it happens, but he yeah, has to figure NXT out how to do crowd it. stinks. Yeah. Yeah. They always, cause they always turn on people every single yeah. time they turn on someone. They turn on Johnny. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Johnny was on top for a very long time, yeah. but they still turn on him. They turn on everyone because, because they, people get so stale and that's the problem also is that they'll quick. They, it's always been an issue with them. Always been an issue with NXT is that you're working the same territory of Orlando and you're not keeping it exciting enough to do to do interesting things. You're not doing enough stuff. You have to. You need double time on your creativity because you have to do more interesting things to pop that crowd more. Not like swerves and all this shit, but interesting stories and good enough stories and or new people, all the stuff to make it and constantly flipping stuff. Because the crowd's gonna get if things can get stale super easily to that crowd because you're only working that crowd. I'm upset. 
Me too. Me too. Can I I'm more? upset, you know, because, you know, we both had our tirades at the beginning of this, and yeah. it's because it can be better. It should be better. It's. I feel like I'm watching Vince McMahon's WWE. It should be. With, it should be NXT. way better. It should, it should be. Way better. Be. I love. I mean, there's a lot. There's good wrestlers on here. There are. We are. we praise Tiffany Stratton while shitting on the match. We I, Carmelo Hayes is great. Grayson Waller yeah. is great. Braun Breaker still needs seasoning. I don't think he's ready. But me neither. He ha- he has to be called up now. Otherwise, what the hell is he supposed to be doing? Look, if if he's out of the title picture and not getting called up. Put him in a tag title. Put him in a tag team with Tyler Bate because that one match was great. Yeah, that was good. They worked well together. They worked really well wish, together. And I wish they went back to it, but they should. And they should. Tyler Bate's not doing anything. Well, he is. He's busy with Chase U. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? About NXT that? is our only negative Nelly thing today, folks. Though this is called being critical. And listen. Admittedly, I apologize for my little tirade earlier, but I'm very angry after this show. I was very angry after this show. And WrestleMania made it better, but they stink. They have the grizzled young veterans, and they turn them into losers. They Rip, have Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed. Those they, are fake names. Those are no one has ever in the history of mankind been called that. Mankind, uh, they have the best, the best 21 year old prospect in the U.S. in Roxanne Perez, and they made her a geek who lost. They like, listen, the anxiety thing was a weird way to go, and I know she had something else going on outside of wrestling, and that's why it actually happened. Which, whatever that is, happy she's fine, happy she's okay, but the way they did it was awful. Just to have her lose. At least have her lose to Tiffany Stratton or Cora Jade to make the story make sense. You didn't even do that. You didn't make any of the story make sense. And then, who could give a shit less about Gallus in 2023? Yeah. Huh? No one cares. And I'm just going through this whole thing now. Jaden McDonough stinks. Ilya Dragunov got pinned in the middle of the ring for like the ninth time. What are we doing? This is the guy that beat Walter. You jerks. I think... Johnny Gargano did good. I think NXT has taken a long time to cultivate a roster with a lot of great, really good wrestlers. But NXT cannot get out of its own way and showcase the greatness of their wrestlers because instead they're trying to show the greatness of their performance center. And it's not great. Their performance center so many shit finishes. Nathan Frazier is in this company. Ben Carter. He's still really good. Ben Carter is great. And he's in this company doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, Axiom had some good matches. Axiom um, is a kid. Great wrestler. And he showcased himself here well. But he's not going to do he was anything. the best part of that match. But they also, they turned him into a fucking flippy-do guy. Yeah, which is so weird. I said that to you yesterday. I was like, he went from like this technical wrestler that had Flash to... Just a high flyer and a mask. <laughs> I, I also just remember the reason I said that to you is because I want to dog on him a little bit at the flippiness stuff that NXT fucking performance center bullshit. He's he was a good, really good technical wrestler. They added flippy do stuff, and then I see him do the worst triangle moonsault I've ever seen. Slowest, so, I believe, is exactly what you said. <laughs> I said the slowest. The man walked to the turnbuckle, jumped up, 
got into position of the triangle part, and then jumped off and did the moonsault. Slowest triangle moonsault. Uh, you know how many times I've seen Kota Bushi do that move? You know how many times I've seen K Omega do that move and nail it with speed and grace and intensity? Axiom Benny. took fucking forever. Forever. Hey, the, at least the moonsault looked good, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, it looked like he was just like taking his time like Charlotte does, and it wasn't actually a triangle moonsault. Yeah. Right? It looked like it was just a normal moonsault. Um, and then like let me finish. Uh that women's tag title match was a joke. And Broad Breaker and Carmelo Hayes just they they soiled their own ending to their big match that they had hyped up. So good job. Good job, everyone. Good job all around. Uh they stood, they did not deliver. And uh yeah, that it's dunk. And you know what? I'm upset. <laughs> I would I would kill to have a roster like this. But instead of wrestling, we're doing character bits the entire show. I would kill for this roster. There's so many great wrestlers here. Great up and coming wrestlers. And deliver. I I it it fell and died a quick death. Hey, if anyone gives a shit, Stardom's card's really good. Stardom. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, of course, it, of course, it's All Star Dream Queendom. Of course, it's they're great. they're All Star Grand Queen Dream Queendom was all. It's, that's it's grand, actually. That's coming from someone that messes it up every time. I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like the best card they've ever had. So there, I I, I got us back onto good notes. Let's let's. let's well, okay, let's so on. we've been going for two and a half hours, uh, and we still well, we can get through Friday quick. Friday quick. All right, let's get through Friday quick. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, live in the Globe. What did you think of this show? We already kind of talked about it before, but it was the Globe Theater well mic'd and the best crowd of the entire weekend. Undoubtedly, oh, best with crowd of the entire weekend. Out a doubt. The only other, the only crowd that contests this is you know the crowd with the uh, sixty-six thousand people in attendance. Uh, sorry, <laughs> eighty, eighty thousand. Don't forget, it was sorry, eighty thousand, eighty thousand. Forgot Rhea Ripley was there, so she counts. Um, yeah, Tiffany, like Tiffany Stratton counts as three. In, no, sorry, in not terms Tiffany, of that's Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus counts as three. I fucked that joke, but both still maybe apply. <laughs> what a fuck up! What a fuck up that also kind of works. Tokyo Joshi Pro. Uh, anyways, main event was great. We got a title change, which was uh, kind of a shock to me. I was not really expecting a title change at all in the show. JPW hates me. They hate me. They hate my happiness from Maki Ito. They will never let me have five seconds of happiness ever. This promotion. I I I try to wave the flag for TJPW all the time. Yeah. I interview me Yamashita, Makiito, Yuka Sakazaki. Do all this great stuff. Billy Starks, who was on this show. You know, I did this all in the past couple. Well, not Yuka. Yuka was a while back. Yeah. But did all this, hyping them up because they deserve it. And they break my heart again. Now, is this because of the Makiito stuff? Or is this because they didn't book you as commentator? It's because of the Makiito stuff. Okay. Um, just make it short. Just make it short. Uh, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was upset with the result, but they had a very good, great main event. Great main event. They had a hell of a crowd all night long. Rika and Billy did great. Billy's really coming into her own. 
Um, yes, I keep giving credit to Billy, but you know, I think she really has started to click dots. I mean, Miyu Watanabe is a superstar. If you base it off this crowd, oh my god, she had people eating out of the palm of her hand. Yeah, um, Maxim. Paler and Heidi Howitzer just so great at being so different from the roster. Yep. Right. It's like the big powerhouse yep. team. Um, yeah, the crowd was incredible. Yes. Like they made every match feel important, even matches that I don't look forward to usually. Free they Wi-Fi made them... versus Daisy Monkey, I thought was a great opener. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a it was a hot show from yeah. start to finish. They did a it and it was like within two hours. It was yes. boom, done. Let's get out. Yes. Uh, they will be back every year. They should be. I, and like, it's also wild because it already feels like they have a better ho- foothold in America than Stardom does. You know? Well, yeah, I mean? because they 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 uh, they've done shows they, in in America. They came here, <laughs> but like, but like, it feels like so much more on like a smaller basis. Like, if Stardom comes here at this point, it's to like run a big time show. Yeah. Uh, like at a big time arena. But yeah, like the- <laughs> Tokyo Joshi Pro was like totally like underground, like they're building momentum slowly but surely. And like they had a great show, had a great crowd, had a great matches on it, and they should come back earlier than a year from now. They should. They should. They they should come back SummerSlam. Um SummerSlam week. Double or nothing week. Double or nothing week. Uh all out week. You For- get the point. Forbidden door week. Why not? Forbidden door week. Um, but you get the point. Uh, like that's the interesting. So I I think that's like the how we approach this show at all is you look at it in the sense of like how does Stardom come here? One, one I think Stardom sees this and says, "Oh, we would do really good." They would. Do um, good. Two, both companies obviously are more focused on different things. Mm-hmm. Um, that will Stardom's looking to solidify that number two spot in Japan, which they're pretty much have done but they keep doing it they keep working on it right i mean like i said they have a card coming up that has you know everything you could ever ask for on a pay-per-view um truthfully like i'm getting Kyrie to suzuki in the same freaking ring mm-hmm. on this damn show i don't think i could ask for more um but they it, it's new japan it's not even new japan it's bushi road who wants stardom to expand yes like Rossi's very focused on keep growing this brand, keep growing this brand, keep making Joshi feel bigger, which he's doing a great job at. Um, but you made a good point. It's like they're they're so they're not ahead in the US expansion. Yeah, and they don't want to be. So which is they do. Stardom doesn't. Bushiro does. Yeah. And I and I know Gato doesn't, that bastard. I here this might be a controversial take that it will uh, cause all the stardom fans to hate me, but you know, they already do. I, I bash on Kagama all the time. Um I fear that the only way for stardom, unless they're forced by Bushi Road, the only way for stardom to start actually properly doing US expansion is if Rossi is no longer in charge. Because they're, why haven't they done more U.S. stuff? Why aren't I don't they want inv- to see stardom aren't, like without why, him? Why? But, no, bad. and I agree. And I agree. I think he is a great part of stardom, 
but he is obviously the person that is not going to do U.S. expansion. He's not working with AEW. He's not working for the promotions. He's not working with, you know, in America. He's not doing U.S. shows. He's actively choosing not to do those things and to just focus on stardom in Japan, which is great. Bushiro got him to the point where Bushiro's interested and bought stardom. You know, it it worked out there, but it's he he doesn't want to do that, and I fear that is it is that something he wants to do down the line? Is it something he's actually interested in doing, or would he rather just stay in Japan the entire time? Because if it's well, they, if it's the latter, then I I so hate I, to say it, but at a certain point, Rossi's time is going to be a ticking uh, ticking clock with Bushi Road. I think the U.S. thing does matter. Um, I would the ticking think so. time clock won't happen. He makes them too much money right now. I know, um, I know, but I, I, at a certain point, Bushi he's making like, them more money wanna... than I think they ever expected. Agreed. I I mean, <laughs> what I say by that, I mean, at a certain point, Bushi Rose like we want to go to America. Yeah, have to happen. Well, he'll and, just and, accept and, it, and that's that's my point. Is he going to be forced to do things, these things? And yeah, that's well, he's I'm like, done oh. an American show. Okay, so they did one. They've done one. In, they did one in New York, so it's not crazy. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. So he was connected with AJW. Obviously, yeah. he, that that's why he's such a big of force now. And mm-hmm. I think he that. You know, AJW and really Joshi kind of dying in Japan in t- terms of popularity does sit with him, and that's why he's so focused on 100% Japan. agree. 100% agree. And I, I think he will come around to doing the U.S. stuff eventually um, because it's just part of the business plan. It's yeah. part of the Bushiro business plan, and they have a major part. But like, also part of, like, the – I don't want to say part of the success of AJW – but at least in terms of American audiences is that they were able, you know, they worked with, you know, WWF at the time, right. To have wrestlers. Yeah. yeah it worked Raw out. On, on, I was going to say on SmackDown on raw, you know? Yeah. It, it works out. Yeah. I think, I think the most important thing is the new Japan stardom relationship really needs to work. Yes. For Rossi to be interested. Yes. And, and, and having been, Gato, who is not interested, doesn't help. As no, well. it's been an up and down road so far. Yeah, right. You've had the great historic crossover main event. Mm-hmm. You've had the IWG very questionable Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom match. Yeah, you've had well match, the matches battle. over the years. I guess. Yeah. Well, I I mostly meant the IWGP one. Yeah. Which was like you just wasted Kyrie and Tam. Um, you've had the Battle in the Valley match, mm-hmm. which obviously shining, shining support and all that. And yep. then your next, your next check is Saturday, right? So it's like as lo- it might come down to Gato as much as Rossi in terms of how far this goes, um, which is terrifying. Yes, <laughs> but- uh, I think Rossi will give in eventually. I do. Um, I think. He's lost a lot of wrestlers he believed in to these companies, too. So you have to remember that, why he may not mm-hmm. partner instantly right off the bat. And now this is just me speculating. This isn't me knowing No, I, the reason I bring this up is that it it is a concern of mine of... I, it's of, a concern of some people, so don't worry. I, I totally am concerned that, like, Rossi has no interest in doing it. I think it's something to... 
expand the company further to be interested in. I get why he doesn't want to do these things. And working with Gato isn't necessarily going to get him there. It's just basically yeah. Bushiro that's going to do that stuff. If Bushiro wasn't around, they wouldn't be doing these things. You know? But I mean, Mercedes wouldn't even be in the company if Bushiro wasn't around. Uh, well, she might be, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the money would have been there. Um, mm, no. No. But it... it I just don't know. It's frustrating to see stardom not do things when sure. Tokyo Joshi Pro does this show and it's such a success. I Not necessarily the show show of the weekend for me in terms of match quality, but right. show of the weekend in terms of I had the most fun watching this show than any other show. And I am not a Tokyo Joshi fan. Not saying I hate the product. Mm. I just don't watch it. Right, I I, walk, yeah, no, I, 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 I fly, I parachute in all the time, and I I, I'm you, like, I walk uh, away from this, and I'm like, I might watch more Tokyo Joshi Pro. I like a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it it's gonna come. I think it will come. I think them in the U.S. will come. It's just just a matter of when. Yeah, not if. Yeah, the I think the when is when does Bushi Road say this say give him an ultimatum or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's created so much leeway, even if that's coming close because of how well they've done. Like they have done stupidly well. They would have, I don't know. I wonder, I'm trying to think business wise. They'd have to hit a stagnant point, which they have yet to do. He has so much power because he is making them so much money that they did not expect to make. So it's it's sort of just like, no, keep doing your thing because you're making us money. So who cares? They've so there's like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, I love how we started nine, talking about Tokyo Joshi Pro, and now we're just talking about well, stardom. The there are 13 sections to buy tickets mm-hmm. for the show at Yokohama Arena, okay. the uh All Star Grand Queendom. Sure, the, the out of 13, uh-huh. they have sold out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Most, already most of them. in japan mm-hmm. a place where a lot of people just walk up and buy a ticket yes they've sold out eight already in the yokohama arena they've sold all the female tickets all the under 25 seats yeah standing room the two sections besides ringside like they're they're going to do their biggest number yet and then it's going to be like pie in our face of like making all this conversation because it's like no, and I'm, not, I'm not saying <laughs> and that's what Mercedes being announced yeah yeah and they haven't even been announced for the show yet i'm sure the there'll be a bunch, has, of, like, bunch more tickets sold this past, next week yeah i mean it, it's crazy. it's crazy no offense to tjpw because they did a phenomenal job this weekend yeah. they did everything right they checked every box bravo to them and, and i'm it, very happy for them and it wasn't a gcw or like any or you know any other like no they partnered with the right people show. It was they partnered with the right people and they presented a Tokyo Joshi show up and down the car. Top to the bottom with to the song the and music and everything. They, they presented their product just in an American audience and it nailed it and it worked. Yeah. And I'm sure it got people to subscribe. It'll be interesting to see what building Stardom runs when they do come over next time. Yeah, that's another thing about stardom coming over is that they're at a point now where it's almost like they have to run a bigger building. Like, like they can't theater. run the globe. No, it, it feels like that's too small for them. Yeah. It, like battle in the Valley felt too small for the match with Mercedes and Kyrie specifically. Yeah. I remember watching that. I was like, why are they in here? 
Why? Yes. Why did the? Why did New Japan not do a bigger show? Yeah, yeah. Especially and if I'm saying that about New Japan, I'm already Tanahashi prepared in the main event. I know. Yeah. Well, whatever. Let's get the Supercar of Honor and call it a day. All right. <laughs> All right. Um. I have literally zero thoughts about the zero hour. I was going to say, the only other thing we haven't talked about was spring break. We can maybe talk about that. Oh, you know what? I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. Kota Bush and Joey Janela kind of stuck. Kind of. I gave gave it like one and point one, one and three quarters, I think. I hated it. Oh, one and a half. I went one and a half on it. I hated it. Hated it. I, um, I, I thought it was bad for sure. Um, it, uh, didn't, they, it was like, it was like, what is not the Ibushi match? Let's do it. I hate it. Like, let's go the complete opposite direction. It's It was bad, and I was prepared. Best well, match on the show. The best match on the show was the tag title match. For me. The East oh, I'm not a big Jordan Oliver guy. So I'm not a huge Jordan Oliver guy either, but him and Nick Wayne are a good team. And then obviously Shelly and Saban, you know, they're great. So, you know, it, that was to me the best match on the show. All right, that's spring break, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, well, the only other thing I want to talk about is just uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I went a quarter, one quarter on the Maki Death Kill versus Boosie match. Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't get myself to watch it. <laughs> it if you thought the Ibushi match was bad. <laughs> I, I, I love Makito. I, I do love her. Couldn't get myself to do it. So bad. Abysmally bad. Probably my worst show of the year right now. Worst show? Sorry, not worst. Well, maybe worst show of the year. Worst match of the year was that Boosie. Um, wow. Lucky Death Kill. Totally, I think. Wow. Right now, my. my and, you know, maybe that's not surprising with the competitors in it, but it was like undoubtedly like that is. Well, it, it's not Makito's fault. That's my takeaway. Uh, it's not her fault. She, it's not she her didn't type help. of match. Uh, she didn't help, for sure. Well, I didn't see it being good at all, so that's why I didn't watch it. Fair enough. Um, I have a dud. Where's my dud? Yeah, you had a dud somewhere. I have a dud somewhere. I don't, I don't want to find it right now. Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Let's fucking close out this show. We're about to go three hours. Um, first match. We were ready for that. Yeah, first match, AAA, mega title match, El Hijo del Vikingo versus Commander. This match was great. Um, I watched uh, the second I watched it twice because I want I showed my friend before Mania yesterday because mm-hmm. he watched Vikingo uh, against Kenny and was like blown away. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, came down a little bit. First viewing's obviously much better because you're seeing things that you just don't see, right? Yes. So it's not as exciting when you expect it, which isn't shocking. Yeah. Um, great match though. Yep. Vikingo had himself a hell of a week. MVP. Week. MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going to go for a guy that had multiple matches this week, who's the MVP? It has to be Vikingo. Yeah. Um, this was this was great. Hell of a way to open the show. What and and Ryan, I was right again. Lucha and Ring of Honor. It works. It works. It was great. It was a great match. I I they did stuff that I've never seen before. They did stuff I've obviously seen before. It was great. The one one thing I had about it was just the and one of the reasons why I like the Taurus match a lot more, I think I give it the same rating, but I like that match a little bit more. Uh, in terms of the what made the Taurus match better 
was that it was the third competitor in the match that allowed the setup stuff to be distracted yeah. by other action mm. happening in the ring. Sure. This match at Supercard of Honor had a lot of setup to get to the cool ass spots. Sure. So it, it, there, there's some pluses and minuses to me. Yeah, I get that. It, it, it's it, it, it took it down a little bit for me. Not too much. Yeah. I mean, I gave like the Omega Vikingo match, I think four and a quarter, and I gave this four. You know, this is like, it just had a little bit of that, like, they had great stuff, great lucha, but it was just like, it just took a little, t- took a little too long to set up. But I get why they have to set up and do all that stuff, so it is what it is. Yeah. Ring of Honor World six-man tag team title match, Bishop Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, and Toa Leona uh, versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. I think kind of surprise and a kind of a shock based on the news going into the weekend, but it was the embassy that were able to retain their titles. Brian Cage, still a champion. Yep. Uh, That's fine. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) This match was fine. Are you surprised at all with the outcome? Yeah, definitely. I was shocked. Um, I was shocked that not only did the... Well, I was shocked and I wasn't. I was shocked because they won, because I expected Brian Cage to lose. But I also wasn't shocked because I was like, well, I feel like you could have put a more reasonable trio against them. That would have made more sense if that were the case. Yeah. Um. They have like they'll probably tape this week. Maybe they'll lose it there. Maybe they just wanted to do like a little shock. Like, hey, you have a week. Do you have the rest of the week to do this? Put it on. You know, they have the battle on the belts recording on yeah. Friday, so they're gonna have a lot of time before that to probably I, book some. I believe they said that they are going to instead of rampage, obviously, because rampage. Excuse me, rampage is live. They are going to be taping the Ring of Honor show. Before uh, instead of dark. Yes. Good. So, and then uh and then putting that on a Thursday, obviously. I repeat, we don't need more dark. And then I believe the next taping, I don't remember if Tony Khan said when the next taping is, but he said it's in New York. So if that oh, if it's in New York, it's probably Oh no, that meant this Wednesday because they're in New yes, York. Yes, that's that's what it is. I, I they're I, doing it. I, I took that as taping in New York of like I originally did too. But they haven't put tickets. They would have put tickets up for sale for that. Because he originally said that on the media call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's, so it's yeah. not a, it's not an actual like, taping, taping. It's just part of the dynamite taping. Yeah. So sl- I, they need to do another big old taping, I think. But They do and they don't. They do they because do they, they need a lot of TV. They don't because I don't. I don't mind them having like a bigger crowd. It's just, it's hard to do it when you have a big show that's either going in the middle or before or after. So, yeah, like I think the taping, doing the tapings before Rampage is great. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't do it with the dynamite stuff. So, yeah, they do need a taping, but that they'll probably get, they probably get two weeks of TV out of the Rampage taping. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor Women's World Title Match. Athena defeats Yuka Sakazaki. I didn't think this was as great as the Emi Sakura match from the Thursday TV show for Ring of Honor. Uh, Honor Club, whatever number it is. Um, I didn't think it was as good as that. I still thought it was pretty good. Uh, hmm. But it wasn't... I, yeah. The Emi Sakura match, I was like, oh, that... I saw that match and I saw this match. I was like, oh, the Emi Sakura should have easily been the pay-per-view. That, it was way better. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was better. Um, hmm. 
Athena, the, I, I love the Athena and Willow match. I love the Athena and Emmy match. This, I think, I think did actually, like, this is one of the matches that I do think that suffer a little from maybe Yuka wrestling earlier on mm-hmm. in the TJPW show. Yep. Um, it sounds like I, it because she, she skipped a booking, neck. skipped a taping for uh yeah. WrestleCon, no, skipped a signing for WrestleCon. Yeah, she did. Injury. She seems a little banged up. Yeah, um, she had her neck all taped up and stuff. Mm-hmm. She went out there. You know, they did a good job. I think. It, I think the second half was much better than the first half. I think the first half they were kind of having a tough time. Yes, totally um, she's trying to get her feet under. Maybe uh, it ended up being good, just not anywhere towards I think where it could have been. Maybe if she was fresh, or the expectation and the booking led me to think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and Athena didn't. I I I thought it was weird. Athena didn't fully embrace like what she's been embracing mm-hmm. until later in the match. But eh, yeah, you pick and you choose. A little bit of disappointment, for sure. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but uh, Nigel McGuinness joined the company. Oh yes, becoming Nigel, a new Nigel's member good. of the commentary booth. How do you think about Nigel McGuinness joining commentary? I like Nigel, so um, I have no problem. I like I like the two man booth. Preferably always. He has a wildly different energy to Caprice and Ian. Yeah, he would fit in, I think, with like Excalibur and Taz or Shivani better. Him and Taz would be a wild duo. Yeah. Well, so what Nigel did well was he brought like the world title mindset to the group. Yeah. He's just very different from like those two are so used to working as a duo now that it's like you should just leave them as a duo. And I think they will. I think it was just a one off. I think it was like, oh, big show. He's in town because he's in town for some stuff like WrestleCon and whatnot. I don't know. They like three man booths. They do. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, I like the two man booth. I think Ian and Caprice are great. I agree. I don't think uh, they have a great chemistry. I don't I don't. Nigel McGuinness is a good commentator, but I don't know if I I don't want to ruin the chemistry and the dynamic between Caprice and Ian. And I was, and I thought it was okay, but maybe that's something they just need to work on and include him in. Yeah, it's their first time working as a trio too. Ian and Caprice are a lot more wholesome than uh, what Nigel's heel work. Yes, Nigel's very, uh, (laughs) very snippy. Yeah. Um. Ring of Honor World TV title match, Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe. Samoa Joe gets the win, causing the internet to explode in frustration over Mark Briscoe getting a loss here. Like I said, Tony Khan doesn't want anyone else besides Cody Rhodes finishing the story this weekend. Um, in all seriousness, I really enjoyed this match. Hard hitting, same big time chops, great story, devastating stuff, great story. Samoa Joe's so good. Mark Briscoe's so good. And if there's a, if there is a, I feel like, and maybe people will disagree with me, but I feel like if you're going to build up a story mm-hmm. to the ultimate win, mm-hmm. this feels like the right one. When he got the television match immediately, I was like, yeah. Like, I get it. I get it, obviously, but I think it works. And people may disagree with me because I was sad when Mark Briscoe lost. I'm not going to lie to you, but that's how they. But want it's you to better feel. for the story, and that's how they want you to feel. They want, yeah. So when he does get it, because he's gonna get it, Tony's mm-hmm. not gonna not give this, him this moment. Like yes. it's going to happen. You're just gonna have to wait. He is. He is reminding 
the Ring of Honor audience and telling the AEW audience and the new Ring of Honor audience what the story is by having Mark lose the first match and what the story has always been, which is Mark has never won the TV title and cannot beat Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. And he should beat Samoa Joe for this, by the way. I want that to be very specific. He should not beat anyone besides Samoa Joe for this belt. Yeah. And to to, do that story properly, he does really need to lose the first time. In hindsight, yeah. it makes complete sense. Make other people care. Make everyone care, if that makes sense. Yes. Right? Like, because not everyone knew the stories, right? You, yeah. you could tell people as much as they could, but, like, not everyone's watching Ring of Honor Weekly right now. Yes. I know that. Um, They should be, because I think it's a good show. But agreed. it's just the truth. So make people, make more and more people get invested, because it's going to be the ultimate payoff. Like, it's not like... Mark Briscoe is like, oh, you can't do this. We need to get like, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And just to address all those things, the people in social media who are just tweeting out how distraught they are over Mark Briscoe losing. Shut up. I, 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 that's as frank as I'm going to be. And I, I was sad because I know, that's I, the I wrestling see, fan Scotty feeling. It's not his, the. See Scotty tugging his collar over that rea- reaction. I hate that those people are tweeting those things like that. It's stupid. It, oh, people went over overboard, overboard. With comments. I, yeah. You have no right to be like anguished about this story about Mark Briscoe losing. Mark Briscoe did the story. This is the story Mark Briscoe wants right. to do. If I never thought he was going to win it, it would be one thing, but he's going to. Yes, it's so it's obvious. Not- yeah, what? he's more obvious than the main event. Yes, it's there's so many people. It's it's not like bad faith. It's people who are invested in the story ultimately, and will get the ultimate payoff later. But people being like actively upset and angry at Tony Khan about it, at have to kick rocks. They are so out of depth of what they're saying. It, it is they have no reason to be that upset. Mark, I, Bris- like, I understand. Mark Frisco is not upset because he's doing the fucking storyline. Yeah, I understand people are upset about Jay. Listen, I am too. Kevin Kevin got me last night while I caught like one minute of the press conference and yeah. it happened to be when he did that. Yeah. Um the the, the post match promo of Mark Briscoe got me a little bit too. Yeah. Where he's like, it's, it's all down. gonna be worth it. All gonna be it's worth all it. gonna be worth it. It's all, all going to be worth it. He's gonna get his moment. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be wonderful. And hell, why not have it main event to show? Final battle. Scotty, uh, yeah, Scotty's if, doing if a they great. They can wait that long. By the way, by the way, folks, Scotty's doing a great job of making sure I do not fly off the coop of my my comments about this thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, it's I, a, I it's a sensitive to... subject on one half. You know? Yeah, was... like you you let me fly off the coop of the NXT thing because no one gives a fuck. And I and I this, and I probably flew off the coop when I messaged you about this about how I feel about it. But it, it is it, well because I understand like it's the wrestling story. It's the wrestling story, and I think the problem is, it's it's weird. It's that people are super into the personal real life story of all this stuff, and how they personal real life story makes me sad. Yeah, and they how they believe Mark Briscoe deserves these things, but he does. He does deserve the win. He's gonna get it. He's going to get <laughs> it. And people are like, he has to have it now. And if he doesn't happen now, finish the story. They just started the story. 
Imagine if Cody just won the day he walked in. Yeah. Imagine if he if he they did an open challenge at WrestleMania last year and Cody Rhodes won it. Would that okay? Yeah. Great, Cody deserves it. Cool. Yeah. But how much like, better yeah. it is now that Cody's going to win tonight? Probably. It's going to be a good long term story. You're going to get Mark a little bit on AEW, a little bit on Ring of Honor. It's going to happen. Let's calm down, everybody. I, w- I when when originally I wanted him to win the world title. But yeah. I know he likes the television title. I know it's his dream, so it has to be the television title. Yeah. I would have went with the world title. <laughs> we'll talk about the world title. Um, okay. Daniel Garcia versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Scott, you already sort of talked about it. You did this not like aggressively this. fine. <laughs> aggressively fine. I thought it was aggressively good. Uh, Tanahashi was slow. Bad knee day. Bad knee day for Tanahashi. <laughs> He was rough. He can't wrestle two singles matches back to back. Talk about I talk about Austin Theory doing a lot of taunting to try to give John Cena some rest time. Oh Danny Garcia God. was uh, going for it. He was like, "All right, all right, Tanahashi, you rest. I'll, I'll do uh, I'll do the Nakamura stuff real quick." It yeah. was uh, yeah, it was not what he wanted. Not what he wanted from this match, but uh, it no. is what it is. Uh, next match was the. Oh, Jesus. I. Love this match. The Reach for the Sky Ladder match for the vacant Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. It was ultimately the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon, and Ray Phoenix who uh, won the match. The one team I actually thought wasn't going to win. Same. Same exact thing. <laughs> Tony Khan confirmed uh, after yeah, the fact. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker on Twitter, I believe, that uh, the original plan was for this year to be a year-long feud with the Briscoes versus the Lucha Bros. Ugh. So this seemed like eventually they were going to be the tag team champions, maybe at some point. Uh, Briscoes are going to be the tag team of the year again. Yeah, uh, they were they were going to have that year, which is a heartbreaker. But uh, it was ultimately the Lucha Bros got the, got the win here. I think that's a good team to you know start have a bunch of people AEW fans go like, oh, I'll see Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers match on Ring of Honor. I'll sign mm-hmm. up. Good idea to get that get people going. I thought this match was great i thought for me this match was not to the match of the night but number two by like a quarter like my my, my my number two it's like vikingo commander this match and then the main event are all sort of fighting with each other but this is number two in that slot on four a quarter i thought this match was fantastic i thought everyone played their part well there is an obvious that we'll all talk about it the obvious huge accident huge mistake of uh the uh sort of going overturning go sort of not well overturning is a bad use of words yeah. there uh the sort of um going too far away from the tables landing poorly okay. and uh not having a horrendous injury on one old yeah. dante martin who will look like he'll be out for quite a while let me let me talk to you um yeah I, you know, like when you see reaction videos to like these injuries and stuff, and it's yeah. like, oh wow, that's so fake. There was so as they were getting ready to do this, I said, do not do this. I was literally saying out loud, do not do this. It is not going to go well for someone. Yeah, I literally said that out loud. Yeah, and I see this guy's foot in the reverse in the reverse of where it's supposed to look like, and I said, you have to be. Kidding. Yes. It's like you guys did so much dangerous shit this match, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, fantastic match, truthfully. Yes. Uh, fantastic ladder match. You had a little bit of everything. You had great tag team work, mm-hmm. you know. 
Kingdom's fantastic. Kingdom, oh man, they got me emotional too. Kingdom are great. Um, um, I would I wanted them to win because I wanted them in top flight to keep feuding. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Not yeah. doesn't matter now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. sadly, but when when Penta hit that and I saw his foot, I was like, it was disgusting. It was awful. It was, and re- some people didn't see it. Some people didn't see it. Remember the Ray Phoenix injury during the Lucha, yeah. the uh, Jungle Express match. Yeah, I remember that. Similar. I looked at him like I looked at you see it. You see it at a quick glance, and you're like similar, oh. but not as the Ray Phoenix one wasn't as bad. This is bad. No, this is bad. So the this report- is the this is the type of injury I've seen in like multiple sports. Like I've seen it in um, basketball. I've seen people slip and fall and just bad fall. I saw anyone ever see Anderson Silva snap his leg when he uh, kicked Chris Weidman. That's kind of what it was like. I mean, yeah, uh, people were describing this as Theismann. Yeah, Theismann's a good one, obviously. It, it's just anytime you see someone's foot in reverse. It's, yeah. Yeah. And nice. now it sucks because Top Flight found their groove as a duo. And every time these two find their foot, fucking groove something bad happens and it sucks so bad yeah i i will say to that point though the a weird silver lining of this is that this horrific injury will lead to darius martin working as a singles wrestler getting way more experience dante did yeah and catching up to where sort of where dante got to I love Darius. I think he's excellent. I think, I think he's his. Excellent. I think he could again. He he could potentially, depending on how long Darius Dante is out. I think Darius could again surpass his brother because there was a point yeah, where I, at the beginning where it was Darius was like the guy. I think he has a better overall style. He's a little more hard hitting, but he flies a little bit. It's a good style. It sucks that we have to talk about it like this, but I do think Darius will shine. I'm not. Okay. I think you should keep him in Ring of Honor. Yep. Yep. Especially because AEW, you know, you don't need him there, right? Yeah. Keep him in Ring of Honor. Give him singles matches. I thought him, Mike Bennett, was it Mike Bennett that he had the match with? Yes. Or was it Taven? I believe it was Bennett. I believe it was Good Bennett. match. Really good match. I really enjoyed those two. But Mike Bennett's been great, by the way. Um, he's really, it might have been Taven this week, actually. Uh, it wasn't this past episode. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it was. Matt Taven. It was Matt Taven. It was Taven. I thought they had a good match. Yeah. Um, And that was the first time I've seen Darius have a singles match in who knows how long. Uh, So, like, I think that's the way to look at this. I think we're looking at best case scenario. Darius now gets a chance to kind of try and figure it out on his own. Yeah. Something that Dante did really well. Yeah. Um, and do it in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Gives him a chance to grow. Um, but yeah, this match was great. I just want to finish that by saying it's great. I, I'm not going to go over all the spots. You watch it yourself. Yeah, it was a great match. Great, great, great match. Great uh, match. Sad ending. Yes. Um, nice to see FTR go out there and celebrate. Yep. With everyone, you know, because yep. FTR is absolutely resigned. Um, hey, when when the when their best friends coming back, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's all working out for them. And by that, of course, you mean Danhausen and. Trent Beretta and uh, yeah, I totally don't. I totally am not going to look to the comments made by Jericho this week that pretty much told me that someone was walking back in the door and if he, he likes and, it or not. Yeah, and then he's just sort of like, "Well, it is what it is." What it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler Yuta <laughs> versus Katsuri Shibata for the Ring of Honor Pure Title. This I fucking loved this. This is really because good. he made Wheeler Yuta 
look like a punk ass bitch, <laughs> which is the entire reasoning of this match in the first place, right? Yeah. Because Yuta plays the tough guy. Yeah. He's not like the rest yet. He's playing a tough guy. So what does Shibata do? He leads this man for 12 minutes. Katsuyori Shibata. Oh my God. How I've missed you. How I have missed you. That when his song hits, mm-hmm. when when he's just out there doing the damn thing, I thought he was always winning. I was shocked by how many people didn't think he was winning. Yeah. I thought for, I never thought for a second he wasn't. I was like, no, this is definitely the match he wins. Kind of builds on Willie Yuta's story. And it worked out because this guy also came out later in the night and made the Blackpool Combat Club put their tails between their legs and run away. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he it was so good. I love Shibata. He's such a when, good wrestler. I just love him. I love him so much. When man. he when he went like he had hit me and then he just like push on the uh the figure four again, it was great. He's like, nah. yeah. and then it, and you it was that just was a great so much spot. Fantastic huh? spot doing the figure the figure four spot. So yes. good. Oh god. He still hits very hard, by the way. It, it, you it, can't hit him hard. But yeah. he can hit hard. And he'll be at he'll be at New York. He'll be at the Ring of yeah, Honor tape. He's wrestling this week. He's wrestling this week. And we'll see another match of Shibata this Thursday. He wants that Danielson match so bad. He does. He does. And it's a shame he's not gonna get it from Endor. <laughs> if if the Zack Saber Jr. match happened last year, he would. But uh there's no way. No. No way. Yeah. No. Last match. Last match. Close us up. Main event. Let's get out of here. Main event. Eddie Kingston, Claudio Casagnoli. Match of the night for me. Me too. I <laughs> think match of the weekend right now for me. I'm between it's this not, and the Mania main event. event. Maybe because I got the happy ending in the Mania main event. And I didn't get the happy ending here. If I got the happy ending here, which I never expected. Yeah. This would have been one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah. guaranteed like top tier but i'm a i'm a stickler when it comes to not getting the right ending so it hurts the match a little bit um though i understand why they went with claudio fantastic though this was this was a it wasn't a mat it wasn't a wrestling match it was a fight yes to the very end i thought eddie was winning about three different occasions mm-hmm. and he never did <laughs> And I was very sad. But it's like all that stuff was perfect and it played into it. I think you mentioned this in a text message that we were having with each other. Claudio's best match, by the way, since leaving WWE. 100%. This match, same thing if the Briscoe match, would have been well-received if the other person won. Like, this match would have been well-received, would have been received better if Mark Briscoe won, the Mark Briscoe match would have been received better if Eddie Kingston won. The fact that both of them lost in the same night, hitting that same story point, it feels like eventually both of them would win the title. That feels like the story. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Eddie Kingston's never going to win this title. No. Nope. Um, but that being said, uh, the fact that I, I don't like that they hit this same story beat of both of these guys losing this match here. I wish one of them won. And I, yeah. you know, but I also would have preferred Mark Briscoe to not win. So it's like a weird, it's like a weird dilemma that they've created them for themselves. Ultimately, you're just saying Eddie should have won. <laughs> I mean, maybe I think maybe I, I like the idea. There is an idea that Eddie Kingston wins by being disrespectful, and that and that he turns more heel. But then you do that, you would basically 
basically, I think for Eddie Kingston to win, he would have to. It, it would. I don't know. I think he would have to. They would have to do a double turn and have Eddie Kingston turn heel and Claudio turn face no. because and they're I, not doing that. Yeah, because to do another match, they would have to continue the feud, which would be Eddie being disrespectful. To, well, I don't, I don't think Eddie being respectful and winning respectfully and earning his thing would lead to another match between the two. And I think that's obviously the goal. So because you want that, you either have to have Eddie lose or you have to have Eddie win, but do something very disrespectful, which will cause him to turn heel, which will call Claudio to turn face during a super hot heel run for the BCC. So you're fucked. You got, you got to have Eddie lose. So, you know, what I think this is leading to uh, career versus title. A fight without dis- without honor. Oh, match. Oh, yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, I, yeah, I would sense. be shocked if it didn't. That was I don't know the last time they did a fight without honor match. Mm, uh, I think before couldn't tell you. But one of the great matches of Ring of Honor's history is oh here we go, uh, twenty twenty one Kenny King and Shane Taylor, and I remember that being pretty good. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. But, like, that is a very prestigious match. Kingston actually did one with Chris Hero once upon a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Danson, Takeshi Morishima, that's a big one. El Generico and Kevin Steen, um, they had a big one as well. I think, I think there was a really good – I think his on his going away tour, I think they did a fight without honor. Maybe it was just no DQ. I think it was fight without honor, though. It was uh, Silas Young versus – uh Kevin Steen, which was really good. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, it, it's it's a great it's a great match to do. Um yeah. it's basically just like a if, no holds barred sort of, you know. Yeah, it's just it has a catchy thing. Yeah, it's better name. I think it'll be I think that's where we go. I think that's how you finish the series. I would have and you and me talking about this, you wanna line these up to one finish sooner than the other and i think this one can happen at death before dishonor fight without honor at death before dishonor fits yeah. too well i also um, i also love eddie kingston saying i'd rather die than <laughs> you know whatever yeah. that death the sword dishonor that and we're gonna get wheeler yuda and claudia versus shibata and eddie kingston that's I mean, probably uh, the thursday taping you have to sign think? me up yeah. we're having a good time we're having a good time here um all all wins all around. This was fantastic. This was one of, if not the best matches of the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, show of the weekend. So far, yeah. Now, I, I can't speak on WrestleMania Night 2. hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania Night 1 made a good pitch. They really did. Mm-hmm. Pitch that I wasn't ready for them to make. No. Um, so both of those shows are great. TJPW show, I think, rounds out the top three shows of the week. Um, so good job all around. Good job all around. Well, that was it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I we, don't have a match of the week. We, we yeah, I mean, all of the match. We pretty much discussed every single match we watched. Uh, Kenny so- and uh, Jeff Cobb. There you go. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, stand it. No, not stand and deliver. Uh, uh, the only other match I think I watched that we didn't discuss. Let me just make verify. Oh, I guess I oh I could do this. No, we kind of already. No, I think. Uh, 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 did you watch Dynamite? <sighs> I did watch Dynamite. I, uh, did it? Would it be okay if I say 
would it be okay if I say uh, we kind of already discussed it? Kind of Emmy Sakura versus Athena. We didn't really. Nah, I can't say. Yeah, I'll allow it. Okay. It was either that or it was going to be uh, Tyler Bateman versus Adam Brooks at Circle Six. <laughs> I think that's the only other thing that is uh, worthy, maybe. Big Circle Six guy. Big over Big Circle here. Six guy over here. Um, Our podcast setup's better than the Circle Six match shows. <laughs> For a match, our podcast setup is better for a match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should have a ring set up around us. Um, yeah, no. So that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We thank everybody for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back this Friday. We are not recording next week on Sunday. We are not doing Easter Sunday. We are recording on Good Friday. So uh, as uh, so yes, so we will be doing same similar time slot. We'll be recording in the morning, uh, just happening on Friday. Uh, you can Secure follow Scott. Genesis preview. Secure Genesis preview. Cinderella tournament preview slash review. Final, Final preview review Final. sort of thing. Um, uh, World Night, WrestleMania Night Two, obviously. Um, yeah, it won't be as ice cold now. Yeah, wouldn't be as ice cold now. Secure uh, Genesis will be, but that's fine. Well, we'll preview Secure Genesis the day before it happens, and then no, when we, the, oh, when we review it, yeah, that's ice cold. That'd be the sixteenth. That will be. That will be very cold I mean, super okay. icy icy cold uh night two maybe we're on a lucha action we'll preview the collision shows um when's rebellion when's rebellion um do i have it written down oh i don't have here i have to look at the impact god damn it <laughs> um ba -ba 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 -ba. It, rebellion is not till april 16th so we have a little bit of time that is it's the day of our next recording well, not next recording, but the, the, yeah. after that. They uh, did a Sunday pay-per-view, those bastards. I know, I agree. Who the hell do they think they are? And it is pay-per-view as well. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back this Friday. So uh, make sure you are subscribed to Ring Post Radio, wherever you get it, to make sure you're listening to Ring Post Radio when it comes out this Friday. Um, until I think there's anything else to talk about. I don't think we're good. If there's nothing else, we'll see you all next time on Ring Post Radio this Friday. Goodbye, everybody. So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Can said we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh -oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I, like, I ever made an ad before. What, what, what are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. you really want to get there, too. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards calling <laughs> Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> he, uh, I love it. This picture you've painted for me. I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week. And now I'm in Bullet Club. And here? Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of... I think probably the best matches you've ever seen. That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's that's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us and we don't have to do anything. Aha, past us did it. Present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at us being friggin' brilliant. Right. Minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Countout Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen or die. This has been a Countout Podcast.